0: Short-term rental hosts, are you tired of spending your precious time doing laundry, restocking supplies, and cleaning up after guests? Look no further than b Maids of Omaha, your local heroes for short-term rental cleaning. Their team of skilled professionals is dedicated to turning over your short-term rental, making it spotless for your next guests, and ensuring an inviting and welcoming space. Whether you're a busy Airbnb host or managing multiple properties, BNB maids of Omaha is here to make your life easier and your guests' stays unforgettable. They pride themselves on reliability, trustworthiness, and attention to detail. BNB maids of Omaha is your key to more bookings and five-star reviews. Ready to regain your time and boost your rental success? Visit bnbmaidsofomaha.com
1: today to learn more and get started. Is your garage a mess? Don't stress. With cold weather right around the corner, don't let the excuse of an overcrowded garage keep you from parking in the garage this winter. Nebraska Garage Solutions offers affordable storage solutions that fit your storage needs. The owner Rob will work with every customer to ensure that we are meeting your expectations from start to finish. Nebraska Garage Solutions specializes in metal overhead storage, complete slat wall systems, custom build wood storage, and affordable badass garage cabinets to guarantee to make your neighbors jealous. Get your garage ready for the next Custer game and mention the code NOBLOCKNOROCK to receive $25 off one 4x8 overhead metal storage rack. These industrial racks are adjustable from 24 to 48 inches and can hold up to 600 pounds. They provide an affordable storage solution that can get that clutter off the garage floor. Reach out to Rob today for a free consultation or shoot him a text at 402-987-8180 or check out their website NebraskaGarageSolutions.com.
0: Welcome to NBNR, the authority on unfiltered opinions and authentic player insight for Nebraska athletics. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and at nbnrpodcast.com.
2: We have a say no blog, no rock.
3: You know, we just really love Hunter. He's a junkyard dog. Kenny hey. Bell up to me, he's like, you know what you just, what you just
0: did? <laughs> you get mad, what, you to go get in the portal and go to another podcast?
3: You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had
0: five dumbbells. <laughs> <laughs> hey, got it, Muhammad! GBR. You, not anymore. Go be red indeed. No block, no rock. Season four, episode seven, coming at you once again from the Nebraska Brewing Company Tap Room, 108th and Harrison in Vista, Nebraska. 68128. Fellas, let's go around. Let's talk about these brewskis that we're drinking. I will start. I got myself a nice pickle fight. I, I understand in stores, talk about
4: it. Not in stores yet. Not in stores yet. Only in-house, Never as mind. of today. We have the spicy pickle fight. Did you get that or did you no, get I No, th- I just got the
0: the soft version.
4: We we do have the- Soft core. Yeah. Oh.
2: You got to be Best. careful with the soft pickle. We made <laughs> it
4: like two minutes before we got sexual. We're not
0: even two <laughs>
2: not minutes. Not even two back. minutes. Maybe a That's minute. better than only lasting two minutes after you get sexual. <laughs> <Listen>. <laughs> that's, fair. that's
4: a good point.
2: Listen, you say spicy pickle, I'm- yeah. Jared ready. is ready to roll. Let's go, baby.
4: We do have... So, yeah, we released the, the spicy pickle fight today. Um, it is limited run. I, I don't know how many cases. I think there's only like 90 cases that we had in-house. And I think we sold through like 10 of them already. Yeah. I would expect they're gone by the end of this week. Uh, but we do have some regular pickle fighting cans available, too. That's right. That's good.
1: Mike, what you got? So, I did switch to good game, even though there wasn't a good game on Saturday. I was drinking before this, though, because I do want to talk about this beer. It's fantastic. It's the Peach Around, because we are getting sexual. Remember we were talking, we were getting sexual. So I was like, I did have the Peach Around. It was really good. (laughs) Uh, It was a change-up, because I haven't had it in a long time. And I kind of forgot it was on tap. So I got that. Sometimes you
2: forget how satisfying a Peach Around can be. Dude, you can't. Can't. Can't.
1: You've been on an Eos kick recently, haven't you? I'm always on Eos kick. That's the best beer on tap. So, yeah. KB, what you got? Yep, I've got the EOS Hefeweizen. We're speaking about it. Yeah. So good.
0: It's so good. The little banana hint in there. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Just, just the tip of banana. Yep,
2: exactly. <laughs> Connor, what are you drinking? God, okay. It. Not the full pickle or spicy pickle, as it were. <laughs> Not quite
0: a spear, but
2: <laughs> it's more of a chip.
4: Before anyone gives me shit, I am drinking a Pilsner. However, my previous beer was a good game. Shout out it, to the best it, it bartender it, it at Nebraska
1: Brewing Company Yeah, that's for right. not listening to Connor. He said, I'm not hey, giving you that beer. So,
4: Ben Haynes is the bartender that every week, he was the one who uh, <laughs> last week gave Kyle the little splash of pickle on my beer. Ben Haynes does listen to us. Good. So shout out Ben. Yeah, um, shout out Ben. Thank you, man. He's yeah. pretty
2: cool. Good dude. Yeah. Good dude. All, All right, right, guys. He's let's old. throw it over. He's only okay.
4: Yeah, I mean, listen,
0: I get this for free. <laughs> like,
4: my bar, my... I listen. said good dude, not great dude.
0: That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he's okay. Yeah. Let's go to our pretty special guest. He's all right. He's <laughs> he, uh, fine. He, he is the host of the, no, let, me, let me know if I get this right. Okay. The Ravi Lula show with Damon Benning. Is that what that is? Almost.
2: You're so close. <laughs> yeah. what, what did I get wrong? What did I get wrong? It's the Damon Benning show with Ravi Lula. Oh, You're okay. almost uh, there. <laughs> Although this week I'm riding with uh, guest host, So this week it is the Ravi Lula show with uh, X, whoever's there. Yeah. yeah. Just fill in the blank. Nice. Uh, what do you? What'd you get in your little cup there? Uh, this is this is a good game. I'm all about the easy drinking beer. Oh, there it is. That's pound, my guy. So, what pound so do you think? Oh, it's very good. It's good. very good. <sighs> very easy drinker. I could, uh, you know, it's it's 95 degrees outside today, so it's it's quenching the thirst there, which I appreciate. Um, yeah, I'm, I used to do a lot of the different. Like heavier beers, uh, you know, I, I had my IPA phase like many of us do in college. Right. We experiment a little bit. You yeah, know. You, get a little, you get a little weird. <laughs> Things get a little strange. Uh, but, you know, I moved on. I'm back to uh, more of the straight and narrow. And I like the easy, the easy drinkers. There you go. I'm, I'm glad
4: you said that because we were just going to mute your mic if you said anything else. <laughs> <Yeah. so. laughs> straight and narrow, indeed. Uh, so, again, you know, Monday, usually
0: it's busy. Or not busy. Tonight is... You guys got cornhole. You guys are freaking going crazy with it tonight.
4: It actually, so I joke about like consistently about like, oh, there's a crowd outside. Oh, oh, oh. Legitimately tonight, there are like 150 people outside the room we're recording in. If you hear the noise, uh, any cheering, any yelling, all of it's for us. Yep. Just remember that.
2: Yeah, yeah. definitely not cornhole. No. Right. no. You can't cheer for that. No one's cheered for cornhole ever. That's
1: what that's, I'm saying. That's not okay. a real thing.
4: Have you, have you watched... Cornhole on ESPN. It's
0: actually
2: pretty. As little as possible.
0: Right. It's actually really pathetic, isn't it? No, it's exhilarating.
2: (laughs) No, it's not. Watching these dudes that train for years. This is their pinnacle. It's it's incredible.
0: He's trying to make it happen. He's trying. Cornhole's not a thing. (laughs) It's not going to be a thing, Gretchen Wiener. (laughs) Yeah, he's trying to make (laughs) it happen. happen. (laughs) It's not a fetch, man. (laughs) Um, And before we get too deep into the Cornhusker football program, we wanna thank everyone who came out to the Bauer Underground tailgate this past Saturday. Absolutely. It's a great crowd. Know, just coming through, uh you know, overcoming overcoming the, the heat and the you know, it was before the game, so it wasn't as bad, but you know, we had I think his name was Nick, who made these like keychains
4: for us and
0: Made yeah. us a koozie, oh, made
1: Connor a custom koozie, a Pilsner bruh. custom yeah.
4: koozie. Made me, and I, I left it at home, and that's a real big mistake on my part, but shout out Nick, provided that's the right name. I yes, it is. I, I didn't yes, get it to is. meet him in person. Made us a chessboard. Um, yeah, with all, us, all our sayings. With all of our
1: sayings from our podcast. <laughs> oh, he came all the way bruh. from Virginia.
4: To our Whoa. podcast kyle walked Whoa. up as i'm as i'm in the betting segment to show me inside that plastic bag that was something i think it said i prefer back door normally <laughs> I, I prefer back door <laughs> there it is there it yeah.
1: is <laughs> and i like was trying to contain my laughter as i was like trying to make a pick jared i want to look at i want to ask you this okay so we started in my basement back in 2021 this podcast. Could you ever imagine somebody making merch for us <laughs> with our sayings from this stupid podcast? And coming from Virginia. <laughs> yes. I was no saying,
2: you're burying the lead here. The Virginia part yeah. is the ridiculous. That movie. is right. awesome. Yeah. Like,
1: it's incredible. Yeah. We have, I love it. We have groupies. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love Nick. it.
0: Nick, you're one of our groupies. Nick, buy merch. Come on, yeah. no, hey, Nick. Listen, <laughs> the Nick are great. Right. The koozies are awesome. But I gave him a koozie. We need hey, money. We need money. We've already <laughs> done
2: enough. Quit asking for more from him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, I,
4: I want to go out. Before we even get into any part of the game or anything like that, yeah. Nick is my dog of the week. That's my it's dog fair. of the week Dog right of there. the week. All yeah. right, we guys. Go. So,
0: Michigan, they, they do Michigan things. And they beat Nebraska 45 to 7. Now, Sam Hahn, former offensive lineman, showed up to our tailgate show. He asked me, Jared, what would you be happy with? Mm. And, you know, I kind of just, you know, Sam, Sam, I really don't know. Here's what I'll say I just want Nebraska to look like they belong.
2: Well, they and
4: mean, after seven minutes,
2: they belong somewhere. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, are you, are
4: you talking like, you know, the Mac? I mean, we might belong Oof. to Mac.
2: No, you know what they look like? They look like they belong in the Big Ten West. Mm. Yep. Cause yeah. Because the Big Ten West is straight garbage. I love it. Yep. Like, let, let's, I know. It is. Not to, like, jump in and hijack your show here. No, no you're good. Um, That's but, the point. That's why you're here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it's the Robbie Lula show with MBNR <laughs> today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a little bit of a complex. Now, um, honestly, if you look at the rest of the schedule, there's way more Minnesotas on there. There's no Michigans left, right? Right. The Big Ten West is very, very bad. Like it's very it's even Big Ten Westy for the Big Ten West. Yep. And so like, yeah, they don't belong with Michigan, but no one in the Big Ten West belongs with Michigan. Like no one in the Big Ten West is even sniffing them. No. Much less beating them. It's so like, yes, it's super discouraging to watch what happened, but I look at the rest of the schedule, I'm like, yeah, there's there's still like five wins there, maybe. Like, it's possible. Ooh. I'm not saying that's guaranteed, but there's yeah. five games. I'm like, definitely winnable. The next four and then Iowa without Cade McNamara. Yeah, I'll take my chance. Yeah. yeah.
1: Remember you that know? time we beat Iowa? <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> so, Ravi, I want to go full conspiracy right away. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Here we go. Is there any chance that Nebraska still somehow pulls out a Big Ten West title?
2: At all. I mean, there's a chance, yeah, because like, like I just said, the Big Ten West is the worst division in Power 5 football. I love it. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Oh, Am I, I mean, that's not an exaggeration, is they it? Like, stink. No, I think he's right. They stink. I mean, it's neither of the divisions in the Pac-12 are worse than they are. Nope. No. Um, neither of the divisions in the SEC are worse than they are. ACC? Maybe the ACC? I can't even ever remember who's in what division I, in the exactly, ACC. Exactly, exactly. Coastal and the whatever the other one is, <laughs> Atlantic? Even, is it yeah, Atlantic? That's, that's right. Yeah. Even
4: ACC teams are really not positive. Like no one's following ACC football that closely.
2: Yeah, they're like, wait, what? Which one are we in? I know that if Florida State beats Clemson, they're probably playing in the ACC title game. Yeah. that's all I know. Yeah, and Miami's in the other one. Um, <laughs> that's that's my extent of the division knowledge. Um, but like, there's probably better i mean you got north carolina duke miami solid florida state clemson like yeah never mind the big ten, yeah, west, the big ten is the west is the worst division in power
0: <laughs> five football and let's just you know we say that what makes it even more sad is nebraska is part of that equation oh they are yeah. not
2: oh yeah they are not making the big They're Ten an west active good. contributor to that title <laughs> oh for sure They might be the most Oh, I don't know. Trainer. Illinois, I think, is Big Ten Westing really hard this year. Are you sure, though? Because we play them Friday, and we'll get into that. But what a segue. Mm. Well,
0: so, like, <laughs> I just, I think back to this past Saturday, and it's just like, why does it always seem like teams, that get up for Nebraska. Like, Nebraska gets a lot of shit for being irrelevant. You guys are nothing. Why does every team get up for Nebraska. Michigan, and it's just, Michigan are, really are, needed to fight against Rutgers just to the, get some points on the board at halftime. Bowling Green and Rutgers made it more interesting in Ann Arbor yeah. than Nebraska ever did in Memorial Stadium this past Saturday.
4: Uh, again, so they Michigan had Rutgers the week prior, correct? Yeah. Do you think that, you know, them having to get up and like really get working against Rutgers, was that a contributing factor where going into Lincoln, they were like, Guys, we absolutely can't fuck this up. Like, we got to put the th- foot on the throat and get this thing done. Well, no. you heard, you heard
0: like Harbaugh talk about, and some Michigan players talk about how, oh, Nebraska came in with the number one rush defense. We're going to show oh, them pretty yeah, much, pretty much. Bulletin board material. Yeah. Statistically.
2: Yeah, but you know, a you know bunch of a dumbass you have to be if you're Michigan and you're like, yeah, Nebraska's got the best rush defense in the country. It's like, right. But, but that's no, what good teams do, though. It's whatever. No, they that's what fine stu- That's what stupid teams do. Good teams don't need that. Mm-hmm. Like good teams don't need the external motivation to be like, oh, we got to get all mad because we're like that's some Colorado bullshit. Like I, yeah. I hate that. <laughs> well, yeah. like, and I, I'm not and saying if you do it, you keep it in house. It's the people that say yeah. it out loud that piss me off. Like Michael Jordan's a straight sociopath. He never said that shit out loud until true. 30 years later on a documentary that he had final cut on, it's right. True. Like he didn't say a damn thing about any of those dudes. Yeah. Like Le Bradford Smith, that name had never been uttered until the Last Dance came out, right? <laughs> yep. Not Who even by his mother. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> You're right. So like, I don't. I'm I'm out on all this. Like, oh, they said this and whatever. Like, I don't give a single fuck. And I don't about any of it. And I don't
0: think that's that was what Michigan. They didn't come in with that chip. I don't. I, I don't mean, know. Harper's a weirdo. He is.
4: He is. He is. He cat. puts ketchup on his steak. He's a and then full drinks milk. That's a that's a sociopath move.
2: Yeah, sure. Also, like he runs yeah. around shirtless and khakis and plays football. Like that dude's a psycho. Yeah, yeah. and he yeah. had
0: like gloves and cleats
4: on. He's got a brand. during warmups.
2: Yeah, not on like Saturday. A, he's got a like. Did you guys ever watch the uh, like? It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Of yeah. course. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah. what are the weirdo the the weirdo the fans? Yeah. Uh, the- yeah, I know. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, the weirdo. The Boyle Twins? Boyle. Yeah, yeah. He's, like yeah. A, he's like the father Boyle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's Jim Harbaugh. He's yeah. the leader of the Boyle clan. Like, yeah. that's who he is. Like, hey, yeah, man. it's a brand. It's not a good brand. Hey, but it works. Speaking of Jim
1: Harbaugh, just because, why not? We're on the topic of him being a sociopath. Yeah. Who is the one coach in the Big Ten that you would not fuck with? Like, no. Wait. So, did you want to go not fuck with, or the one that you
4: want to punch in the face? We could. We'll go mm. both. We'll go both. But like, who's like yeah. the who's one the, coach the guy hit, that
1: you're like? Oh no. no. One,
2: one coach you would take a swing at. One that you wouldn't. Ooh, who would I take? I would definitely take a swing at PJ Fleck. Yeah, yeah that's my man. Yeah, that's that's a unanimous. I over would here. without a doubt take a swing at PJ Fleck. Um, I like Luke Fickle, so I wouldn't do that. Um. Kirk Ferentz is you're just beating up an old man at that point, so not fair. Bert, yeah. <laughs> I actually really like Brett Bielema. Okay, I think he's an incredible football coach. I, just, I really, I do. think he's underrated as hell. Like, I think he's really good. He wasn't as bad at Arkansas as people want to remember. Um, Ravi's getting really close to agreeing with me on this. Yeah, like, I'm so so. Who's the other one? The one I wouldn't want to mess with? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I could take Ryan Day. Never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's got. He's one of those guys that's like never got hit because he was big, and it's like you fall like a potato sack. You think? Oh, without a doubt, Lou
0: Holtz would
4: put him in a headlock. (laughs) (laughs) I just loved all those memes about like when Ryan Day called out Lou Holtz, and Lou Holtz just on the couch like
2: me. Yeah, (laughs) anybody that lets Lou Holtz live rent free in their head can can get beat up. Like I'm not worried about that. (laughs) Yeah. Um. uh, Let's see. I pro. I don't know. I mean, not Mel Tucker anymore. So. Yeah. Wait, are you going to go Harbaugh? Uh, no, I would hit, I'd fight Harbaugh. I feel yeah. like Harbaugh is like, <laughs> uh, a fake tough guy. Frankly, like, I, I feel like Harbaugh
4: would get hit a thousand times, but just like, he's like the Terminator, just continues to get back up.
2: He'd keep getting back up, but he wouldn't hurt you. He'd be like, I could do this all day. He'd like, think he was Captain America, but he wouldn't yeah. ever like land a punch. He'd just be <laughs> some bloody idiot. Um, you know, I, Greg Sciano kind of scares me a little bit. Okay. He's got a little bit of a crazy eye to him that I don't, I don't love. Yeah, I'm not sure. I and plus he's got kind of like the Italian. Like I don't know if he's connected. I don't oh. know. Yeah, it's, is this you already I mean? know that. Well, yeah. coaches for Rutgers, New yeah. Jersey. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm probably not messing with Shiano.
1: There's yep. a reason he okay. went to Jersey again. He yeah. came yeah. back. Yeah. Right. He's like this is home. And this this is yeah. this is an offer he couldn't refuse.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. probably.
1: I think I'm gonna lay off a
0: Shiano for the Sopranos memes. That's why he went back. Sopranos memes. So like, I guess the question is. What do we take away from this game? Like, what's the, besides, the, like, the, the obvious, oh, Michigan's so much better. Like, what do you take away from this, this utter
1: beatdown? Can I take a swing at it first? Please. You you Luke Reimer is very important to that defense. Is it Luke Reimer or is it Deshaun Singleton? Both. Honestly, both. Both yeah. the run-stopper guys. Yeah, that's fair. On the, on, like, on the second level and third level are very important. To this defense. Also, and
2: let's not forget Cam Lenhard who have they haven't had a sack since he's been since, injured. Yeah, since he's been hurt. Yeah. Like yeah. literally have not had yeah. a sack since he got hurt.
1: Yeah. Like, injuries suck. That's that's what, that's what I got
2: from that. That's the game. your takeaway? Yeah, that's my it's takeaway. It's not even an
0: injury. Like, he had some weird freaking thing
2: happen. Luke Reimer did, yeah. yeah. He got yeah, yeah, yeah. sick or yeah, something. It's yeah. a non-football thing. Yeah. yeah. And he's not going to yeah. play this week. Yeah. I heard. You should be able to survive uh, Illinois without him, though. I hope you think so. You would think so. Like
4: I heard Reimer was their the
2: hospital the morning
4: of the game. Is that? Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. He was like at breakfast and wasn't feeling good. And they either rules like, Hey, take him to the hospital. I don't know what happened. Sam McEwen made it sound like it might be some sort of infection. I don't know if he knows for sure, but I think rule said like, like MRSA infection, something like that. So I don't know. Like maybe, I don't know what, you know, something like that. Hopefully it's not a big deal, but yeah, he's not playing against Illinois. So that's not ideal. Yeah. Not at
0: all. And I'll say this, though. Like, Reimer or not, man, that defensive line was not good. They, well, I, I don't know what they averaged per run, but uh, I think it was I mean, right at I think It was five, yeah, it was five. Yeah, so, I mean, right at five. linebackers or not, those guys were getting pushed five yards. And that's what you get when you play, what is it, ninth year Harbaugh's Michigan squad like yeah yeah I mean it is yeah, that's you have to remember they were the number one offensive line for the last two years so like yeah that's sure going so. to happen
2: well and yeah I mean this is just this is a much more finished product than what Nebraska is dealing with right now and I, I'm I'm trying to find right now what their yards per carry was before that but I, I don't think that was an abnormally large number for Michigan sure right so no you're talking about a team, and this kind of goes back to the Big Ten West stuff we were talking about before. I'll try and stay in front of my microphone here. Um, you know, this is a team that has national title aspirations, like legitimate national title aspirations, right? Mm-hmm. They've been, they made the playoff with Cade McNamara, right? Who's out now and was bad. Mm. Like he's, yeah, Cade McNamara is not a good quarterback. He's yeah, like, he, tell
1: me the Iowa offense is going to be so shitty. Cade, yeah. they are.
2: Yeah. yeah, they're not good. <laughs> he looked like a Big Ten West quarterback. Yes. Yeah. And Harbaugh got to a playoff with that guy as his quarterback. And now he upgraded to a five-star who's like a Heisman hopeful, right? He's good. Yeah, he's like actually good at football. Those throws he made <laughs> on Saturday coverage is there and they're just the balls. Yeah. In like he made perfect spots. Place, he made some good throws and the receivers help him out when he doesn't make good throws. Mm-hmm. And you know, so it's, this is a totally different beast than literally anyone else. Nebraska is going to play this year. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so, yeah, the five yards per carry is a little concerning, but I don't think the rush defense was an aberration before that. It was four games. Two of them were against power five teams. Northern Illinois wanted to run the ball. They just couldn't. They had four straight games with under 60 yards rushing allowed. Michigan is just that good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, they are, like, if this had, if Georgia had done this to Nebraska, I don't think we're having this level of, of no. concern,
0: right? Well, I think people look back at 2019 with, or I'm sorry, 2021 with 2020. yep. the frost, 32-29, and they're like, well, we did it last time, so why can't we do it yeah, again? Yeah, Cade
2: McNamara was the quarterback on that team. Rose-colored glasses. Cade McNamara was the quarterback on that team, and it's, it's a totally just different team on both sides of the ball. Like I don't also that was Scott Frost year four. This is Matt rule game five. Yeah. Like we are talking about vastly different things here. If you can't, if, if Matt rule can't hang with Michigan in year four, like, yeah, we've got a problem. If he can't put up that level of effort in year four, then we can have a conversation about like, maybe this isn't working out or maybe this isn't going the way we want it to, or somebody needs to make some changes. But Mm -hmm. In game five? Yeah, like, what happened in game three of the Scott Frost era? 56 to 10, I think? Is that a whole <laughs> hell of a lot different than what yeah, we saw? He yeah. said
0: he said after the game that it will not get lower than this. It cannot get worse than this. After he, he got beat down in Ann Arbor. He was wrong. Yeah.
2: Um, but, sure. yeah, like, that. that's the game you have to compare it to, not 2021. You have sure. to compare it to 2018, where essentially the exact same thing happened mm-hmm. against a worse Michigan team. Yeah. So... I, yeah, I get the 2021 thing because it's recent. You're know, like, oh, it's not that long ago. Like, Nebraska couldn't have fallen that far. First of all, like, 75% of the roster is different on Nebraska. Yeah. And secondly, Michigan's even better than that team was. Way better. Yeah. Like, well, not close, I don't think. I th- Maybe it's just me, but it just
0: seemed like the team kind of took the mindset of the fan base on Saturday. Because you, know, you make it sound like there's a lot of fans that are pissed off about this. I, I think I'm pissed off that more people aren't because I think a lot of people were just like, kind of saw this coming. Let's just move on. And I get that sentiment, but it's just, I think that the team kind of took on that mindset of the fan base on Saturday. We're going to lose. Let's just kind of get through this. And, you know, Sipple kind of made a, a thing about it, about the lack of fire. Where
2: was the, you know. I didn't think there it, was lack of fire. I thought yeah. they played tight. I didn't think it was a lack of effort or lack of fire. I thought they were tight. I thought they kind of knew that the task ahead of them was pretty hefty, and they played tight. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't, because I had some people, you know, and, and it's entirely possible that the people that call in and comment on daily talk radio shows are not an accurate representation of the population. I'm willing to, I'm willing to hear that they yeah. may be a vocal minority. I'm, I'm willing to right. say that's a possibility. But I heard a lot of like, oh, there was no effort. Like they were. They were not playing hard, and I don't think that was the case. I think they were playing hard. I think they were playing tight, though. And that's not going to go well when you're playing a team like Michigan. I also got a lot of – I got a a pretty good amount of angry people, like people that were upset that they weren't competitive in it, that they weren't um, able to keep it close for a little bit longer because I thought there was a world where they could have covered, you know, the 17 Mm -hmm. or 18, but that world involves – probably turning JJ McCarthy over a couple times, you know, like if he has the bowling green game against Nebraska, you can probably cover mm-hmm. like, that's kind of where I was at. I was like, yeah, they might be able to cover, but I, I, I couldn't believe how many people were angry with the performance, at least people that were talking to me either on the show or on my, in, uh, my social media or whatever. Like, I couldn't believe that. And I was kind of taken aback. I was like, you guys know this is Michigan, right? Like if this happens against Michigan state, like, yeah, be mad. Right. Like, yeah, absolutely. If this happens on Friday against Illinois, like, yeah, be, be super mad. But against Michigan, like... I don't know, like I we're see... We're not there t- yet.
4: T- yeah, take us annex.
0: I think people, I think people were, <laughs> were particularly disappointed in the fact that, like, there is a few things... There are a few things that are not just unique to playing Michigan, who is a national championship contender, and that is the fact that Nebraska is atrocious on third and long. Yep. And the 50-50 balls are seemingly always 100% in the wrong direction for Nebraska. The, you know, hey, the ball's going to bounce our way eventually. None of that happened. You (laughs) you had a pooched punt that, of course, bounced right into Michigan's hands. And they get 30 yards on it. Then they have a tip ball at the line, and a guy that looks like he weighs 450 pounds caught an over-the-shoulder interception. Making plays, baby. And I thought he
2: was like a lean 380.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. But, and, and then I mean, like, you just look at it, like at the tailgate, I said, look, if your offense cannot put together just some sort of resemblance of a sustained drive at all during the game, then your defense is going to suffer. And that's exactly what you saw. That defense, by the time the fourth quarter rolled around, like, I, I think it was the last touchdown where there was no one near the wide receiver. And I was disappointed. And my dad's like, dude, That defense is just broken right now. It's like
2: what happened against Colorado, right? Exactly. They were on the field for too long and eventually the dam breaks, right? But hear me out on this. I I think all of the things you mentioned, which are fair criticisms, those we look at as like hustle or luck or a lot of those things, those are talent issues. Mm -hmm. They're Mm -hmm. all talent issues because guess what? When you get more talented, things start to go your way. When you have better defensive backs, 50-50 balls become 50-50 balls, not 80-20 balls, right? Yeah. When you... Have more talented guys, you're able to sustain on defense longer because you can, you know, Tony White's trying to get in 20, 25 guys on defense. Well, guess what? Three of his best ones are hurt right now. Yeah. And some of the guys behind that are, you know, Josh Bullock was a walk on 15 minutes ago. Like, that's, he's a nice player, but like, there's a talent gap there between Michigan uh, and and Nebraska. Phelan Sanford, all due respect, incredible athlete, Uh, you know, but not a high level football player. Like, really good special teams guy. If he's on your special teams and that's it, you're in great shape. Yeah. If you have to play him legitimate time against a national title contender, the talent gap's going to show up there. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I, like, there's everything that I saw, I was just like, oh, that's a talent gap. Because people used to, and, you know, leave it to me to bring everything back to Creighton basketball, but people used to get on Creighton about losing close games all the time, right? Especially in, like, the Doug McDermott era ish where they would like lose close games, lose close games. I was like, this isn't a coaching issue. This is a talent issue Mm -hmm. because Creighton at that time didn't have the guard play. And that's all it is in close games in the NCAA tournament and in conference tournaments and in close basketball games against good basketball teams, guard play gets you shots up. And if you don't have good guard play, you're not getting the shot up. You need to win a game. It's the same thing in football. It's less specific, but it's a talent issue across the board is It's not necessarily about scheme or effort or anything like that. If you give 100% effort and a guy that's 30% more talented than you gives 90% effort, he wins. And that's all it is. Like when I watch Michigan, that's all I saw was that team's a hell of a lot better than Nebraska. So
4: that's what boils down to my analysis of this game. Nebraska runs, like we're a Big Ten team. Mm -hmm. We just get
2: out Big 10 yeah. By teams like Michigan. And Michigan like, out Big Tens everybody, by yes. the way. Michigan out Big Ten Ohio State the right. last two years. Yeah. <laughs> right? And Ohio State's way more talented than Nebraska. Not even close. Yeah, like it's not even in the neighborhood, right? But they out Big Ten everyone. They they Michigan was like, hey, I like this Big Ten model. Now let's shoot a bunch of testosterone in its ass, and we're going to turn it into Michigan. Like, that's basically what happened. And... So they out, they out Big Ten everybody. Like, this isn't a Nebraska-specific problem. No. They've done this to everybody for the last three years. Mm-hmm. Ever since the, the post-COVID year where Harbaugh was on a little bit of a hot seat, he got that thing rolling, and they've taken the Big Ten model and just put it on steroids, and they're good to go now. So, mm-hmm. like, if you're trying to beat them at their own game, you lose. Yeah, Especially so, at this point in the process for Rule. So we have Ravi Lula on mic. Suggesting that the
4: Michigan team well, is on not, steroids. Hold on, he's not on Mike, He's on a mic. <laughs> yeah. On a mic. Suggesting the Michigan team is on steroids. Put it on the mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what Nebraska <laughs>
0: did
2: in the 70s and 80s. We should do that again. I um, encourage it. No, uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> highly recommend it. Ravi Lula here for steroids. Yes, absolutely. Actually, yes. in like baseball, I am a big steroid guy. Oh. I would I I need them to just be juicing up like they were. Hell in the late yeah. 90s. Mark McGuire is my hero. Everybody wants to see six hundred foot home runs. Nobody wants to see one nothing. All right. Like yeah. let's like I grew up going to the college world series before they modified the bats. Like I want, way better. Yes. I want the juiced bats, the juice balls and the juice ball players on the diamond. <laughs> it's fun because baseball is more fun. When like I, I was at the 1998 college world series final, that was like 21, yeah. 14 Southern Cal beat Arizona state. And it wasn't a football game. And it would no, know that was a right. baseball <laughs> score. And it was maybe the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Yay. Dude, so growing up, uh,
4: my favorite baseball player ever, or ever was Jason Giambi okay and sure. you know then it comes out i 'm like nine years old, Jason Giambi using steroids. I had so many people like. Do you not like him anymore? It's like, are you shitting me? Yeah. I love this guy. He's still smacking five hundred footers. I'd be like, it's hilarious. I,
2: I not only like him, I admire him for being willing to give himself injections to be better at baseball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He most, wants to win. Most That's people, a dog. Most people won't give themselves injections for their health. Yeah, like yeah. they're afraid of needles at the doctor. And this guy's like, oh, it can help me hit a baseball feet three feet further. I'm in. Yeah, okay,
1: but we have a guy on the roster right now that got in trouble for doing that last season <laughs>
2: yeah and he's not playing
1: <laughs> like barry
2: bonds that's because yeah. he's off the juice now yeah yeah, that's, yeah that's the if problem. we would have got him last year yeah. he would have been he playing like michigan he would have cranked it up <laughs> yeah. the only
4: problem with steroids is when you stop taking them
2: or when you get caught. You gotta you gotta be able to cycle these things, right? Yeah, right. Um also like you know, I would love to see like a, like a fully roided up Usain bolt run hundred meters. Oh, it would like, be incredible. Like, let's get an eight nine in there. Like forget nine seconds. Like, let's break nine seconds in the hundred. Dude, that's give me a section of the Olympics yes. where everyone's allowed to choose. Full steroid games. See what these people can steroid, do. Steroid yeah, games. Let's just, just call it the steroid game. Absolutely. I, I am yeah. on board. I think that's like an SNL skit, but I'm serious. I would, no, yeah. I would love that. Imagine just getting all the
1: athletes that are about to, like, retire from the Olympics. And just, like, juice and them. And then just juice them. Yeah, just be like, yeah. hey, let's see what
0: happens. That should be a requirement. Like, if you're not
1: juiced, you're not playing.
0: You're, no, if you're no. not juiced,
2: you're not producing. I actually want the prime athletes to juice because I want to see the peak of human performance. <laughs> yeah. It'd be pretty fun, <laughs> right? Like, I want to see a 24-year-old Usain Bolt at the 2008 Olympics full juice. <laughs> You want to see veins popping? I want primo vascularity. I was was going to say vascular, but damn it. I figured we we hit our vascular. They're uh, giving tests if you're not above a certain limit. They're just like, no. You fail the drug test for being too low. This is in non-contact sports only, by the way. I don't want anybody getting killed. No football, no boxing, no no MMA. Certainly no hockey because they have knives on their feet. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Shit. Like, that's a bad idea. But non-contact sports, like, yeah, let's juice these babies up. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I'm down for the contact. I mean, I'm not playing, so. Don't tap me (laughs) with a good time. (laughs) Um,
0: So, you know, someone did ask on here, is it possible for a rule to close the talent gap by year three? And I guess. Close the talent gap with who? Well, and that's the thing. I'm, I'm assuming he means Michigan.
2: Do you think that that's possible at all? you know, with the portal and all this close it. Yes. Catch it. I don't know. Right. Because it also depends on what Michigan does two, three years from now. Right. Like is Harbaugh in the NFL. Is he still at Michigan? Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. These things don't happen in a vacuum. Will Nebraska be more talented two years from now than they are now? Yeah, absolutely. I have no idea if Michigan will be or not. I think they will be in a place two years from now. So in year three, that they are, they can be competitive with just about anybody. Can they beat everybody on any given day? Probably not. But if they play well and they get some of those breaks because they've, they've closed the talent gap, then they could, they could play. I mean, it's what we saw two years ago, right? Like that was a playoff Michigan team, not as good as this Michigan team. But it was a playoff Michigan team and a more talented at the time. I think Nebraska team, certainly more cohesive just because they've been playing together for longer mm-hmm. and playing the same systems for longer. Like, they played that within, they should have won that game, right? If Adrian Martinez doesn't fumble, like they win that game. Yeah. So, yeah, I ab- like if Scott Frost, the moron, can get them to that place in year four. I'm sorry, former head coach Scott. We uh, can't yeah. we
1: we can't let it slide that many times. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: we we missed it a couple times. Yeah. On
1: the live show. The right. We moron. don't say, we don't say his name on this. Podcast. You said
4: moron. That kind of we can roll with that too. You can say when we refer to the quarterback. You can say I I love Scott Frost. Like he played very well for Nebraska, but just, when we talk about coaching, it is Scott.
2: Fair. Um. Yeah. Like I'll just call him margaritaville um that was, that's perfect <laughs> yeah <laughs> no the that's that's being disrespectful to jimmy buffett r.i.p yes, Yeah, yeah but pour one out for for jimmy um not actually just you know drink it meta- metaphorically. jimmy pour, would want us pour, to drink yeah, he wants you to pour it out into your mouth yeah that's right. um but no i'm i mean if 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 that schmuck can get that close to some really good teams in year four like matt rule can figure it out because he's actually a competent football coach so, love that word. A, a
4: question as we talk about, you know, closing gaps in talent, obviously mm-hmm. recruiting a huge, massive, massive part of that. Do you think as we get into the big, what is it, Big 18 now um, mm. as of next year? Whatever it is, yeah, yeah, yes. whatever the number is. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Do you think that Nebraska being a Big 10 team, does that lose a little bit of luster when you look at all of these incredible programs inside the Big 10, you know, especially looking at the additions of USC? Uh, like Washington. Yeah. Washington. Do, do you see the luster of Nebraska kind of fading away as these newer programs come into the conference? Do you see the big 10 as just being a part of the conference still being a big factor?
2: Yeah. I don't necessarily see the luster of Nebraska fading away. I, I think it puts more pressure on them, right? Cause you're competing against more really high quality programs. Um, and so that is, to me, it's more pressure. Just, hey, you you can't skate by in a in a weak ass Big Ten West. Right. You can't just figure out a way to get to seven wins. And all of a sudden, on the last weekend of the season, you're playing for a spot in the Big Ten title game. That's not going to happen anymore. Mm-hmm. But it also provides this opportunity as we go into a 12 a team uh, playoff where your strength of schedule is always going to be incredible. Right. So if you do get functional where you're up to nine, 10 wins, all of a sudden you're right on the doorstep of making the playoff without ever having to even play for a Big Ten title. I mean, there's going to be teams both in the SEC and the Big Ten that never sniff a conference title that are in the big, that are in the playoff. Right. It's going to be the same thing you see with, with college basketball. Right. Like Kansas won what, like 20, 18 Big 12 titles in a row. And guess what? A bunch of other teams were really good and still made the NCAA tournament and made runs and made Final Fours and things like that, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, Kansas was still the cream of the crop. Like, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, one of those teams probably still going to be the cream of the crop. Duke. Obviously, Duke, okay. yeah. I just had to throw that in there. Elite. Um, yeah. Although I I do really like Mike Elko um, down there. But, you know, you could be in a in a position where you really are getting better and getting in a place where you're competing for a national title and you haven't even gotten ahead of those teams yet right like so it's a lot more pressure because you have more it seems like there's more teams ahead of you you have to climb that mountain but there's also more opportunity ahead of you pretty soon too
1: yeah i i also think that some of these teams that are joining the big 10 if you remember if we go back in time to when nebraska had to join the big 10 there was a learning curve after a while Mm -hmm. yeah usc's in trouble yeah you have to adapt to this monster that is the big 10 you could say that you're going to let the conference adapt, or no, they're going to have to adapt to you, but that's not going to happen. Like, yeah, how
2: often has that worked out when people right, said you're yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Like the physicality of this league is just, it's on a different level. And I know they're, the SEC is similar, but... Built different. You need, yeah, you need guys. You need
2: dudes at yeah.
1: the offensive line in the trenches and stuff like that. And some of these West Coast teams, they lack those because they're fast. Soft.
2: Honestly, Oregon's the one that's in the best place to compete right away because their lines are on point. That's why they beat Colorado in a different way than USC did, right? USC didn't have the domination in the trenches to just totally break Colorado's will the way Oregon. Oregon could have put up 80 if they wanted to. Mm -hmm. And USC genuinely felt like they were holding on for dear life by the end of that thing, and not just because they packed it in early or anything like that. Like, they couldn't – they didn't have the physicality to break Colorado's will, so – I'm really interested to see how Oregon versus USC plays out as they move to the Big Ten, because I think Oregon's ready to go in terms of being prepared for that physicality, and I don't think USC's even in the neighborhood. And you're losing Caleb Williams mm. next year. Potentially.
4: Come <laughs> on. Hey, he has okay. talked about multiple times that, in fact, I think today. Just he today, said, yeah. Yeah, today he said, I can what make more said? money at USC than signing a rookie contract in the NFL. Like, I don't have to go.
2: No, he doesn't have to go, but I assume that he will because that's what everybody does. You would Mm -hmm. think. I, you know, it's also, it's okay. You get a one-year deal that's worth more than the first year of your rookie deal, but you don't have four of those guaranteed, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's a a different deal, right? Um, So more guaranteed money on those rookie deals than he could get at one more year at USC. Plus, does he really want to get his ass kicked by the Big Ten? Probably not. That's
1: a good
0: so time to It's definitely yeah. a gamble.
2: Yeah, it is because he doesn't know. Like he, he genuinely can't know what his line will hold up like against the Big Ten. He can't. Yeah, and I don't like their chance. Like I'm not saying they're going to be bad, but if they drop back to eight and four, would that surprise anybody? No, because not at all. there are some teams that are going to beat them up. Oh yeah, and Michigan, maybe maybe they get it Penn fixed. State. Michigan, Penn State. I wouldn't surprise me if one of the if they get into some super ugly game yeah. against a former Big Ten West team, and like, would it really shock you if Minnesota just found nope. a way to if, just or drag Wisconsin, them, Wisconsin, yeah, just drag them into the mud and make their lives miserable for an afternoon? Like, that's totally on the table. I will get a couple pick sixes and a lucky and a punt return. return yeah, hey, come on. I was <laughs> going to score twenty eight points off of non offensive <laughs> touchdowns and win that game twenty eight twenty four. Yeah, like, telling you, yeah. So. My question, and this is,
4: we're, we're getting a little off track here, but with, with Caleb Williams' talent and seeing what Scouts are saying about him, do you think an eight and four season, if he chose to stay and he goes eight and four the next year, seeing how many NFL teams need a quarterback right now, do you think that's still like, is he still not the number one overall pick?
2: I don't know what it looks like, right? Like, it's not just about, hey, they go eight and four, so it knocks him down, because I don't think that's it. It's like, hey, he is going to be physically beaten up. Like, sure. he's going to go through a physical toll. More about injuries. Yes. Yeah, whether it's injury or just, like... His, his, his production is not going to be as great. Yeah, the production... could, could His be stock will great. go down. Yeah, I, I really don't even think it's about not getting drafted number one or anything like that. It's just, like, does he want to go through the physical beating of it, right? Okay. Because like, I imagine he would still get picked number one. I imagine he would still, you know, any team would still clamor to have him. But does he want to go through it? Like, I, that's the real question. That's fair. I wouldn't like, and I get, I'm not an elite athlete, but like that, I don't know any normal person that's like, yeah, that seems like fun. Yeah. And if they are, they're offensive linemen and they're sociopaths. Like they're all crazy people. Yeah. yeah. But like quarterbacks, don't think like that. Quarterbacks aren't like, yeah, let's go get hit some more. <laughs> like that's not how quarterbacks operate.
1: <laughs> not even like, Heinrich Harvard thinks that way. I'm, I'm I sure his current agent is like, yeah, no, we're going to the NFL, but right. I'll, yeah, I'll tell you idiot.
4: I know one quarterback who loved it and that was Andrew Luck, my captain.
1: Okay. Mm, perfect and time to yeah. perfect
4: time. Let's you, take a quick break, yeah. top off our beers I knew and that right back. I right back. So. And we'll talk more Husker
1: football when we get back. Yeah, we're oh, gonna cool. talk about Illinois when we get back. All right. Cool.
3: How would you say your mental focus is? Oh, it's focused.
1: <laughs> I say I think it's I, I have not look.
2: Cash everything around me. Free, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill,
1: yo. Uh, we have a saying, no blog, no rock. Thanks, Joe.
0: <laughs> yeah. And <In> Troy. <laughs>
1: Yes, second
0: We have a saying um, uh, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this this will eventually lead to uh, the Illinois game coming up this Friday, short week. I wanted to ask you guys, and I'll just throw it around whoever wants to answer, is anyone still entertaining the possibility that Jeff Sims is going to start soon? Hmm. Well,
1: yeah. No, well. I, I would say intert- the possibility of it, uh, him starting soon. I wouldn't say Friday, but I think if... What do you mean if, by soon? Yeah.
2: If um, we lose to are Illinois...
4: You are you talking two weeks, three weeks? I'll say, let's just say... Uh,
2: Before yeah. the end of October? Is that soon? Shoot, maybe even sooner than that.
0: Well, Because, like, let's, let's say, struggles at Illinois, but it's not like five turnovers or anything like that. But it's like, ooh. No, I was, I was no just, offensive pulse. I was just about... No offensive pulse. There you go. Yeah. But I'll say it again. Mm. The dude protected the football. Indeed. So, For, you know, that's all I want. The interception, you know, people... It's batted down. It's throwing, throwing motions weird.
2: Yeah. That, there, so, that,
0: there is a point there.
2: Well, I mean, there's a... If they have one turnover against Minnesota, they win. That's what Harburg's done. In three games, one turnover. Yeah, Right? You can live with one turnover turnover a game. You can't live with four. Nope. Sure. Right? So until either Harburg totally implodes, like Spencer Petrus implodes offensively, or turns the ball over four times, then it's going to be really hard to make that call in terms of Sims starting a game. I think we'll see him because he's probably one of the best playmakers on the team, and they don't have a lot of those on offense, Right. So you might see him in practice because I do think they probably want to get 20 to 25 QB runs a game. Putting those all on one guy is tough, though. Yeah. So if you can get 25 QB runs out of both of them, then maybe that's something you see. But as far as him starting, I can entertain it. But unless something Harburg would have to something bad would have to happen with Harburg, I think at this point. No, so I. Think- I think with this Illinois game, when you talk about you know, getting
4: those QB rushes in, mm-hmm. you, putting 20-25 on a guy is a lot. It's tough, yeah. We look at this Illinois defense, I believe, uh, last I saw, 108th in the nation in rush defense. Not good. Not good. Um, Nebraska is Nebraska. We know this team's identity, whether they want to accept it or not right now, it is a rushing offense. Mm-hmm. I see... I, Harburg is a track star. He is. The man can run the damn ball. Um, fleeks had one really good run this last week, but I think a lot of our rushing offense has come out of our QBs. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen Sims do it. We've seen Harburg do it. And I, I would not be surprised to
2: see Sims a little bit in this coming game. I don't know how healthy he is, but right. if he, assuming he's healthy enough to go it, cause I was actually surprised to not see him against Michigan. I thought we would see both of them at some point oh, against Michigan. Especially
1: at the end of the game. I stayed in the stadium later because I thought I was going to see yeah. Jeff so, And he did not come so in. So, like,
2: that's where I'm, because he didn't come in at all against Michigan, I go, okay, is he, he, he that angered. to me says he's still not healthy.
4: So, no. I actually, I go the opposite way. I don't think it's about his health. I think it's about the confidence in him against mm. a much harder defense. And, you know, we know, like, he's being referred to around the state as the turnover machine against a defense that is turning the ball over really well. And, you know, conversely, you look at the Nebraska defense not turning it over. We had to win that turnover battle to be even anywhere near being in that game. And if you put a guy in like Jeff Sims in that game, the odds flip f- pretty hard. Well, you're going
0: up against a... I know it's their second and third teamers by then, but um, you put Sims in, who's already hobbled, And it's like, oh, God, what if he takes a hit? And it's just like.
2: Well, that's the thing. If he is still hobbled, that's the thing that we don't really know, right? Because we know he's been practicing, some at least. We don't know to the degree that he's actually healthy. And so, to me, if you have a set package of plays that you're comfortable with him running, his chances of turning the ball over actually go dramatically down. Because he's not throwing the ball, which is three of his turnovers early. Hopefully, you've got to the, like, I don't. I understand the snaps count in terms of the stuff that he dropped. That to me is not gonna be a perpetual issue. If it is, he can't play at all. Right, like like if you sure. can't hold on to a snap like well, he's just Well, my thing my
0: thing about forever. the my thing about the snap though is that Heinrich Harburg has had some drop snaps. Yeah, he yeah. has. And he quickly he gets on him. falls on top yeah. of him. Whereas Jeff is he, he's bending over, he's trying to pick it up. He's he, there's like there there is something to be said about the urgency difference between Jeff Sims and Heinrich Harburg. And again, if I am picking one quarterback over the other, I am going with the guy that protects the ball. I don't care that everybody says there's this big upside between Jeff Sims and there's still this talk about it. And I just don't, I just don't get it. I don't see it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just insane. Everybody else is talking about it. And I usually tend to go with the masses
4: because I'm a follower. But <laughs> Kyle, I just, you, don't, I just don't see your upside. Kyle, what did you say to me in the truck on the way to Lincoln this Saturday? What were your exact words? Was it, what can Jeff Sims do that Harburg can't? Yeah. Was that, were those your words? Yeah. And I, I would challenge anybody to answer that.
2: I think he's more polished as a passer. I know that's kind of funny to think about, but I I really think they're limited in what they're comfortable even calling for pass plays for Harburg. Yep. Um, now, he's mistake prone as well, Right. But I think he's a better natural thrower of the football than Heinrich Harburg is. Now, does that get you anything? Not necessarily. Right. But you ask what the difference is. Physically, that's the difference to me. I think his burst initially is better than Harburg's. Like, I think he gets to top speed faster. Harburg has good top end speed. You're like that. There's no question there. Right. We saw it a couple of times. Like when he gets to full speed, he's really tough to catch. I think it takes him longer to get to full speed. And so when you're getting these situations where it's like, hey, I need a guy to get five or six yards, he gets three or four because he doesn't accelerate through the hole the way that Jeff Sims can. Right. So to me, those would be the biggest physical differences. I think Sims is a little bit quicker to get to top speed. And I think he's a better natural passer of the football. Now, sometimes you trust his arm too much and that works against him. Um, sometimes he doesn't get to the hole because he wants to dance around and try and make a big play, whatever. Like, those, are all, those are all fair criticisms. But in terms of their physical abilities, that's where I would mark the difference between the two guys. Now, how that actually plays out on the field is a totally different equation, which we've kind of seen in real time here.
0: And you have to, you have to look at who is
2: around the quarterback
0: You've got an offensive line. You've got one guy that has a couple different occasions of scoring a 0.0. We've talked about how real those ratings are, whatever. But I'll say this about the wide receivers. We are not beating anybody one-on-one.
2: Ooh, that's actually not true. Okay, so you've got Billy Kemp that no, are running the, the slants, and you've got Tommy I'm Hill not, taking the top off I'm not taking. I'm not talking times. about specific guys. Yeah, I'm talking about when you watch the tape... Guys get open. Whether it's one on one, whether it's schemed open, there are more guys open that are getting than are getting the football. The quarter like I get the wide receivers are not world beaters, right? Because they're right. not. But Billy Kemp got open for four years at Virginia with not world beaters either, right? Like Billy Kemp gets open. We don't have a quarterback. Nebraska doesn't have a quarterback that is capable of making the passes on a consistent basis. Cause like that's what Billy Kemp thrives on is like a precision passing game. Neither of those two guys are what come to mind. when We think precision passing, not at all. Right. Like you're thinking maybe they take some big shots. Harburg seems pretty comfortable on some quick slants and some deep kind of deep crosses up to about 15 yards. But like he's a guy that's very limited in the throws that he feels good about Sims probably feels good about more throws and maybe shouldn't take some of them that he does. Right. But if you look at if you watch the tape and are only watching receivers, m- way more guys are open than get thrown the ball. So I have a two parter here. Okay, we're talking about
4: guys getting open. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we talk about you know Jeff Sims being a better natural passer. Mm-hmm. So is the issue if it's not with receivers getting open? Does it come down to decision making from the quarterback? Yes. And if Jeff Sims or Harburg are not making those correct decisions, is this really a net gain, loss, or negligible between the passing game? if neither of these guys are making the correct decisions.
2: Yeah. So I think the thing that you're leaning on with Sims is he has a track record of some quality performance against power five teams with at Georgia tech. Sure. Yes. He had the turnovers, but if you actually look at his progression over the years at Georgia tech, he turned the ball over less each year. It was kind of a cam Jurgens thing there where he had a really tough start turning the ball over and then it kind of just stuck with him the rest of the time. Like, after his freshman year, Cam Jurgens really didn't have that many bad snaps. Like, if you yeah. actually look no, at yeah, it, and yeah, yeah. count it up. Well, but he carried this stigma of, oh, man. So every time he did it after that, it was like, oh, God, here we go again with Cam Juergens, right? That's kind of how it was with Jeff Sims at Georgia Tech. I watch, weirdly, even though I can't name the divisions, a lot of ACC football because I like Florida State <laughs> a lot. And so I watched Jeff Sims a pretty decent amount, and he had some moments where he was legitimately pretty good. Now, can they find those moments consistently out of him? I have no idea. No one's been able to at this point, right? So maybe it's not a thing that he can do. Yeah. But that's kind of what I thought about Adrian Martinez. And then he goes to Kansas State, and they, he looks really good with him when he's not asked to do too much. And they put him in a system that doesn't require him to do every goddamn thing on the football field, right? Yeah. And so can they find that balance with Jeff Sims? I don't know, but he's got the talent to make it work if they can.
4: I'm not doubting the talent, but again, it, turnovers aside, mm-hmm. looking at, we talk about receivers getting open. Yeah. We say in the Minnesota game, he throws a pick and a triple coverage in the end zone, and we, we have receivers open.
2: Yeah, no, Berkshire's so, standing in the front of the end zone just being like, please, yeah. someone throw me the football. Yeah. So no, I, 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 I know. My question is less
4: about the, the turnovers
2: and more about the decision making. Right. But decision making is the poor decision making is what led to the turnovers, right? Sure. Like, so the poor decision making, usually it's not that he just threw it and it didn't go where he wanted it to go. That's the important distinction. I feel like with Harburg, if he's going to throw interceptions, it's because the ball didn't go where he wanted it to go. Mm-hmm. That's okay. what I mean he's a okay. not as good of a thrower of the football. Like, if Jeff right. Sims throws an interception, it's because he made the wrong decision. If Heinrich Harburg throws an interception, it's because the ball didn't go where he thought it was going to go. Okay. And, you know, when I hear... In general, right? Like not... yeah. yeah. No, it, yeah. I get it.
0: When I hear decision-making and Jeff Sims in the same sentence, I get a little... I don't I mean I'm not uh I don't have the highest confidence in that, especially what we saw. I mean I mean people forget just how like is pathetic too strong a word? Is pathetic too strong a word of well, quarter quarterback play
2: those I, first two games? I, I, I mean I it was say pathetic,
4: I would say bad.
2: <laughs> Either way. I think pathetic is worse. I would say ineffectual. There we go. I mean impotent is that too strong. <laughs> yeah. <What about> flacc- <laughs> I just Um, like,
0: I'm sorry, Jared. I just think, I think my point to the wide receivers not beating anybody is we've already talked about it. There's no 50-50 balls that actually feel like they're 50-50 balls because your wide receivers are just technically not winning that
1: battle. But we're not throwing 50-50 balls. That's the thing. Like the number
2: of, they've only thrown, I believe the number is 14 over five games. They've only thrown 14 total passes in the air over 20 yards. That's less than three a game. They're not taking shots. Not at all. And some of those 21, 20, some of those, I think they're three of 14. I think two of the completions are like right at 22 yards on like a deep cut in. And that's, you know, not really a shot either. It's like, it's kind of a different thing. And so, I mean, you're talking about like Ofer on actual shots down the field. Yeah. And so that's as much like, I haven't seen a ball yet where they threw it in a spot where a receiver could make a 50-50 play. Like, that's my issue with the shots down the field is, and, and I've seen Malachi Coleman, he can do one thing right now, and that's run straight past people. Yeah, That's the only thing he's doing on the football field right now, and he does it for like three to five snaps a game, which they might redshirt him now, so we might not see that anymore. But when he was doing it, a couple of those times he'd run by somebody, and I don't think they've actually thrown him a ball yet, right? So that's as much on the quarterback as it is the receivers. That's kind of my point there. Yeah, that's insane. And yeah. I don't. listen, like I'm not trying to stump for the receivers here. Like it's a it's a thin group,
0: right? right. I mean, like yeah, you just you you saw it this weekend. Just guys dropping balls and. Uh.
2: Yeah. But between the receivers, the tight ends, and the running backs or fullback, whatever you want to put Bonner in, there's enough guys to throw the football. That if you wanted, if you had a quarterback that was capable of a precise passing game, you could get it done. Like it's not a great group by any means. You're not talking about. Ohio State or even Minnesota. Like Minnesota had some pretty good receivers. But you're not talking about that level of that, but they're good enough to be competent in the passing game if the quarterback is competent in the passing game. Yeah. That's my only point. Because a lot of it gets lumped on the wide receivers, but we haven't seen anything out of the quarterbacks yet to be like, yeah, they could do it with better wide receivers. Yeah. Like you could give Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm not I'm not totally sure they're getting him the football. Right. You know what I mean? Like, no. that's my biggest. Marvin's case. like, Bad. dude, what the hell? <laughs> right? I mean, it's like Jamar Heinrich's- Chase. It's like Jamar Chase. Hey, he's like, I'm open every play. Yeah. Right? Heinrich's like, dude, uh, sorry. He's like, I don't know. I, I thought I saw a guy.
1: <laughs> Going back to the original question. I don't even remember what it was. Entertaining. Would, we we, will we see Jeff Sims? I think, I personally think if we lose to Illinois on Friday night and Heinrich looks lost, if he looks like he is just an athlete playing quarterback, if he cannot make any sort of throws to keep us in a football game or keep the drive going, then I would say that I think Jeff Sims would start the following week.
4: So I don't love that take either. Again, Nebraska being a rushing team and hargrove being a track star against a team that is ranked 108th in Rush D.
1: Yeah,
2: I, I don't know that he's right. going to have to make throws against Illinois. Yeah, we don't need necessarily okay, to make
1: throws. Let's say they load the box and they're just daring you to throw to wide open Thomas Fedoni. They're daring you to throw to wide open... Receiver X and if, Y. If in that case that he's unable, to, he's make unable throws, to make those throws,
4: then maybe yeah, we go back to the table and we take a look at Jeff Sims. But I'll, I I don't see that necessi- I don't see Illinois being like oh yeah, throw the ball pussy. And I'm I don't not see that totally being
2: totally sure Jeff Sims can make the throws either. Like exactly, I, I'm, like I'm not that, even he'll make saying the he can to make the throws. That's why it all
0: comes down to turnovers. Okay, I think I think that's perfect. Now, I I don't know if this I don't know if this is red meat to you guys or whatever, but. Shotgun formation, fourth and one. Are you as I don't against love it. it? It's I don't. terrible. Are you as against it? Like, am I crazy for thinking? Yes. Because there's some people like no, no, no. I'm saying it was terrible. There's like people that are like it wasn't even a terrible call, and I'm just like it's literally the worst thing you could
2: call. Like you're putting yourself at a disadvantage right away. I right? Am I nuts? Don't hate it as much as fade passes from inside the five. I really, really hate sure. that. But it's up there. I mean, it's especially with the push rule now. It doesn't make any sense to never just do to ever just not do that. Push, push. I was literally going to bring up. I am not comparing
4: in any way any of our quarterbacks to Jalen Hurts, but that man every time the tush push works. Mm-hmm. Can't can stop it. Center, just you got to get. It's fucking, not just
2: Jalen Hurts. Everybody that does it, it yeah, works. It works. Everybody that does it. Why? It, I, like I think it's uh, legitimately across college football. I think it's a like 80 plus percent hit rate on a yard or less. Yes. On that specific play. Like if you, it's almost impossible to stop an offensive line plus a, a QB sneak. And then like three guys pushing in behind, pushing behind him. Like that's almost impossible to stop. Here's another thing too. Let's, let's just say you go under center and
0: you don't get it. It's like, okay, fine. Someone got blown up on the line of scrimmage. Michigan made a play. Mm-hmm. At least you could say that. But with the with shotgun formation, all they're going to talk about is the shotgun. I'm I'm crazy.
2: Well, oh, don't we, no. I don't think it's you're crazy. The only reason I'm not, not even all. a power five. Co- I'm the, not a power five coordinator. I'm not getting paid a million
0: bucks to do this shit.
2: Some sometimes they sometimes they outsmart themselves a little bit. That's the thing that happens. Um, unless you're going to run something else. Like if you're going to run a different play from the shotgun, I can live with that. I'm not a never-go shotgun and short yardage situation guy. Sure. But if you're going to run a quarterback run anyway, I mean, he liter- rule literally called it a shotgun quarterback sneak, which isn't a thing that should exist. No, you're hamstringing yourself. Like that from doesn't the make stars. any sense at all. So, like I like if you want to go out of the shotgun and run a different play, like by all means, like a read, Well, pop pass. Whatever. Yeah. Do a, a little RPO, little, a little naked boot, like whatever you want to do, right? A little play action, roll out. I'm good with that. But if you're going to run it up the middle with your quarterback anyway, just sneak the ball. The gain, give yourself back two or three
1: yards. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Why? Why? why do
2: you have to make it harder? Why? Add, like, we just Turn this into a fourth and four, yes. by the way. <laughs> yeah. What
0: makes me very concerned about this, guys, is this was after a timeout. And so who is ultimately.
2: The decision maker. Matt Rule. What the fuck, dude? I, I just I don't Ooh, I don't, he I, you don't, you I don't, don't agree Matt with Matt I don't think it's I think it's Matt Rule's decision to go for it. I think, it's, I think Satterfield. it's Satterfield's decision on what to call. Now he might have veto power, be like, hey, I don't like that. But we haven't got to the point yet where Matt Rule is overriding play calls. Okay, so my question who is
4: more to blame? If Satterfield is the one that's saying, you know, we're gonna get this QB sneak out of the shotgun. And rule
2: doesn't override
4: it. Who's more to blame for this?
2: Well, I think the, the important thing to CEO understand about rule this is what we wanted. I think the under, the important thing to understand about rule is that he coaches his coaches as much as he coaches his players. So he will allow them to make their own mistakes, and then he will coach them up on it later.
1: It won't happen again.
2: I would I would assume not. I <laughs> not really don't. I really it don't will. think it'll happen again. It will. No, it won't. Um, yes, it will. That specific thing, I don't think will happen again. Um, now they might go out of shotgun short yardage again, but I bet it won't be a sneak. Um, that yeah. to me is, the, I think, cause I was talking with DB about this on the morning show and cause I was kind of frustrated about the way they were play calling and, and some of the things they were doing on the offensive side of the ball, as you can imagine, cause it's been friggin' brutal. Yes. Um, but he's the thing that he kept talking to me about was, Hey, he's not just coaching the players. He's got a lot of really young coaches. That's what he does as much as anything, is he coaches the coaches. And that's part of the reason the process takes three years for Matt Rule instead of, you know, six games like you may appear it takes for other guys, right? right. Yeah. Because he's, not, he's doing it the long way, which he believes is the right way and, or the, the sustainable way, right? Is that, is that the right way? Is it the wrong way? Is it more painful than it needs to be? I don't know. But that's the way he does it, and so it takes longer. And it's worked at his two previous spots. We don't know if it works past year four because, you know, he hadn't been there, and that's fine, right? That's how coaches move. Um, and so we'll see, hopefully, here that whether it's sustainable or not, but that's why it's going to take longer because he's not coaching the players first. He's coaching the coaches first and then putting them in positions to coach the players. So it's going to take longer than we want it to. Um,
0: Timmy Bleak Road? Timmy Bleak Road?
2: Yeah, we might need. You got to set him down. We might need an appearance. Yeah, yeah. I
0: know it was really windy. I get it.
2: Yeah, but it wasn't windy the other games. It's true. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> they're not even close. Like, it'd be different. And they're all over the place. Yes. He's missing differently every time. That's the part that concerns me more than anything. Is every miss is different. Yeah. So it's not a consistent thing that he's like, hey, I just have to clean this up. It's it's almost like he's like searching for it and can't find it. And I still think he's going to end up being a really good kicker, but, like, you have to get it before he gets in his head. Like, you have to go and, like, let Bleak Road kind of, like, take the reins for a minute, especially against a game like Minnesota where, like, it could make the difference in winning or losing, right? Mm-hmm. Like Illinois? Yep, Illinois. Illinois would be hey, one of
0: those. Because, hey, Tristan made
2: is at Minnesota. Yeah. Hey! Uh, <laughs> against Illinois, like, that, that could be – the field goals very well could be important there. I don't think we're going to see a – offensive fireworks in that game on either side rest right? of no. the
0: rest of the season is gonna be like that
2: yeah so i you know yeah no it very well could be because you're playing a bunch of crap ass big 10 west teams. crap ass yes uh, crap ass. Yeah. <laughs> and doo-doo ass teams. That's we play maryland and for what it's worth i'm including michigan state as a crap ass big 10 west team like honorarily right just, just yeah. letting and them, duck them yeah. into yeah. us yeah they're our they honorary do- captain in the crap ass big 10 west <laughs> um Maryland is Maryland's uh, might be the scariest team left on the schedule honestly. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, they are. 100%. Like maybe Wisconsin if they figure their stuff out by then, but Wisconsin. They're going scared. air raid baby. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> Longo, mm-hmm. Do you see this Illinois game maybe
4: being indicative of what Nebraska fans can expect down the road for the rest of the season?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is it, it's big the Illinois game is just is the same. I think it's going to be a lot like the Minnesota game. I think it's going to be a lot like all the rest of the games against Big Ten West teams where it's going to be ugly, it's not going to be real enjoyable, um, but you're going to have every opportunity to come out with a win.
0: The month of October, you, have, you don't have the talent excuse anymore. No.
2: Nebraska has just as much... Illinois, Northwestern, Purdue, Michigan State. This October... Is huge. Honestly, Michigan State's probably the most talented team left on their roster, depending on who's left on their roster by then. <laughs> right. Because so, they're not even paying their players anymore, supposedly. But. Well, not just that, but we're in their window, right? We're in their post-coach firing window officially. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And so we have no idea who's left on the roster by the time Nebraska actually plays them. So from the start of the season, they're probably the most talented roster left in or in this stretch of four games, but I have no idea what that looks like by by, you know, by the time they actually play. Alante's right. coming home, baby. <laughs> two two <laughs> Injured Alante.
4: Is where, where Nebraska sits right now. Mm-hmm. Is the panic button on the table? And if we lose to Illinois, are you pressing it? Depends on what it looks like. If
2: it looks like. <laughs> like, listen, this is the first time. This is, <laughs> Illinois is the first time the panic button's even on the table. And this is, this is like panic for this season, not for Rule in general, right? Sure, yeah. We're I'm talking
4: not, about this season specifically.
2: I'm not bailing on Rule, um, certainly not after six games. Right. Um, but for this season specifically, if they can't find a way to beat Illinois or certainly if Illinois clearly outplays them, then yeah, I'm going to be pretty concerned. Like that's Because Illinois is, is really not good. Um, they needed a field goal to beat Toledo. Uh, they Florida they Atlantic, barely right? beat Florida Atlantic. They
1: got their ass kicked by Kansas.
2: Yeah, which is good. I like Kansas, but they're not. I mean, it's still Kansas. Yeah. Like, also, a, Lance Leipold can- is a very good coach. So Lance Leipold's incredible. No one's going to die. I don't, yeah, no yeah, one's- Lance Leipold's incredible. I think Kansas is good. They didn't have their starting quarterback against Texas, so that, that score is misleading. Mm-hmm. Not that they would have beat Texas anyway, because I, I know people don't want to hear this, but low-key Texas might be the best team in the country. Um, you. Take
0: I, that so back. no, God, I, I don't want to get off. Texas, I'm not shit. far behind
2: you, but I do think Michigan is better. I, I think Michigan's probably, Michigan's the, best is probably the, think is the best team in the country. I think one of those two teams is the best team in the country. Texas has better wins. I would agree. I mean, Alabama's oh, the best win anybody has in the country this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd agree, and they they physically dominated them by the end of the game. So, um, yeah, like if I'm just on pay on like like eye test, I think Texas might be the best team in the country. So I don't put too much stock into that Kansas game. Like, Illinois probably should lose that game to Kansas, although they got, they got beat up. It's the oh, Purdue man. game that I'm like, oh, yeah. that's bad. Because I don't uh. think Purdue's good. I, I've watched m- most of their games this year, I think, and I, I don't think Purdue's good at all. So that, to me, if, if I'm Illinois, that's a really concerning result. And if I'm Nebraska, I say, okay, I've got an opportunity here to get on the right track, to get my third win. And to put myself in a position to be bowl eligible by before we even get to the final three games of the season
0: okay. I yeah part part of me is very concerned because already because you see Minnesota beating us right first game of the year, and then they lose they get boat raced by northwestern and Northwestern
2: is supposedly supposed to be the worst the worst team in the big ten west, so Hold they down. didn't get boat raced yeah, by Northwestern they came back they I, shit the bet against northwestern yeah. okay that's a different thing i would yeah. su-
0: well you know look. I'll say I'm also concerned. Look, rule said himself, this is F this is find out Friday. You're going to find out about this team, right? Which if he's willing
2: to say that out loud, I have to believe he's 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 confident in what's going to happen.
0: They better. They got to bring the juice because
2: champagne, if they they don't been there, if they don't low key, kind of love champagne. It's dude. Dirty. I had a great time. There. It's dirty, but I kind of like it, but yeah. their fans are fun. <laughs> man. You love it. Dirty. So man. I've, I've been to eight big 10 stadiums and I probably had the most fun in Champaign. So I went to my, one of my best friends in the world is from Champaign. I went to college with him and he moved back there. Um, but he, I went to, uh, Wisconsin, Illinois back in 2007 when Illinois made the Rose bowl. Oh, that was, was that a juice, juice, juice Williams, <laughs> Rashard Mendenhall, yeah. Aurelius Ben. That's a good team. Uh, like they were pretty stacked and they beat. Was, was that Zook? Yeah, that was uh, the Zucker. Okay. okay. Um, and they beat this Wisconsin team that was supposed to be really good. Um, they had, what was it? Nick Toon, I think was the big receiver on that team. I remember that guy. Uh, and so like, yeah, like I had a ton of fun at Illinois. Like I've been there several times, Champagne. I have this little, I think they still, I think it still exists. This place called Fat Sandwich where it's this little sandwich joint where you can put literally anything on a sandwich. Like you can put mozzarella sticks, you can put chicken tenders. What did you put on yours? You can put jalapeno poppers. Uh, so I did, uh, cheese, pepperoni, mozzarella sticks, (laughs) Um, more. I think okay, mozzarella
4: sticks <laughs> is a great choice. Yeah, Dude, absolutely. I put those on a okay. burger. Hold on, chicken so tenders. Were they, were they fried mozzarella sticks, or they were just like mozzarella
2: cheese? Sticks? No, like 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 fried mozzarella. Okay, yes, that's a that's a dog. Go. Good. And I think god. chicken tenders. Oh my god, oh, it was basically like a yeah. chicken parmesan. Okay, like it like a dish on a hoagie roll. It I was yeah. with yeah. it In, marinara. So, on, yeah, so. had the marinara. It was incredible. But mm. so you can like you can put anything imaginable on these sandwiches, and it, they're elite. So I'm a child, it. but this is like a, a Build-A-Bear, but yes. for sandwiches. Basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, hell I'm oh, yeah. about it. It's a choose-your-own-adventure advan- of sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, just don't put ketchup on it. Well, I mean, marinara is just fancy ketchup, but... Hey, that's <laughs> true. Hey, it depends take that all. back.
0: <laughs> um, hold on, so, gosh dang it. I felt like I had a point before about the game. I know Ooh, mozzarella, sticks. mozzarella sticks.
1: Chicken, um,
0: chicken tendies? A little tendy action? No. Well, hold on. Runny Ranch? Hold on. Stop no, the bear. No, no, no. Oh, find out Friday. Find um, out Friday. Um, the other thing, too, that's just like giving me pause.
1: Uh-huh. Vegas thinks they're going to win.
4: Yeah, I mean.
0: I'm just yeah, telling you. Was it three and a half, Wait, four or whatever? Three and a half.
1: I, now,
4: yeah, go. No, I'll, you go. No, no, it. no, I'll go. What? I was going to say, Vegas has the line at minus three and a half Illinois right now. Last I saw. Again, as our resident gambler. Oh, jeez. I'll tell you. Thursday night, that line will shift. Sharps don't come in until 24 hours before the game. So where do you think it's shifting? I see it coming down. I see it. the line ending at Illinois by two.
2: Oh, no. Mm, I
4: think Illinois no. by two. Our
2: resident, resident gambler, gambler sucks. Gambler.
4: Hold on. <laughs> I, I want to out. He
1: has taken a dump I, I, I on the out. resident gambler. I, oh. I
4: sent you guys my picks before I put out the cover corner this week, which, by the way, if you have not checked out our TikTok, check out our gambling picks every week. Yes, please. Um... I sent eleven picks,
2: but in that don't group subscribe chat this to week. their TikTok because if they get to ten thousand, you're going to be paying these jamokes. So yeah, don't yeah. do it.
4: these jabronis. <laughs> I sent eleven picks in that group chat, and those were the picks I was going to decide between. I went eleven and zero on that list. Pretty good. Three
2: and zero on TikTok. Eight and zero on the picks. I did not feature. Which means you're about to go like one and mm, ten for a couple yes. of weeks,
4: dude. I'm I'm hitting <laughs> so hard. It's been ridiculous. I am on a hot streak. I know it's not going to last. That's how gambling goes. It's called gambling. It's not called winning, Mike. I told you that recently. Indeed. But
2: so we're in for a hardcore
4: regression here. It's going to just fucking I, I crash and burn. <laughs> I think this line comes down in favor of Nebraska. Nebraska will not be favored going into this game, but the
2: line will come down from three and a half. My guy is living in September 1929 right now.
1: Dude, is, you're in the black. That's a great black depression Tuesday. joke. Hey, oh, yeah. Kyle. Kyle, you got the- He's a teacher, he knows. Do you have the you. little um, chimes? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah. So Imagine. That Click that for me. Okay, let me go back in time to our first episode of the season when we were talking about what is Nebraska going to do to Illinois, and I said, Burt Bielema is one of the best coaches in the Big Ten. Go on. I, I think the line's right. I really do. And look, the other like, thing Am I like, the only one at the table that thinks that we're going to lose on Friday? Listen, I see Luke Reimer's
0: not playing. I see Deshaun Singleton's not playing, and I'm just like,
2: ah. Nebraska's winning on Friday. Ah. Nebraska's is going to win on Friday. So, But you disagree with me saying the line's going to come down? Hold on. I may have misunderstood.
4: Yeah, I was saying the line will <laughs> so come he's been down. been right this whole time? Yeah. <laughs> I so said it's not the Great
0: Depression.
2: <laughs> the, the line
4: is Illinois minus
2: three and a half. I said it's going to come down to Illinois minus two. Uh, uh, yeah, I was saying yeah, the line's okay, coming no, down. You're fine then. Yeah, these guys are idiots. You're fine. No, yeah. Oh, okay, see? <laughs> oh, get the. No, I, I mean, think no, Nebraska Nebraska's winning on Friday. Like, full stop. Nebraska's okay. winning that game on Friday. Okay. okay. We'll no, make I mean, a clip. We'll make a clip. Say it one more time for the camera. Nebraska is winning on Friday. Okay, Good. I just
1: we'll make a clip regardless.
0: Nebraska fans look at Illinois, say winnable game. Illinois fans look at Nebraska and say winnable game. Neither deserves to say it.
2: <laughs> That's right. I, well, no, 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 no. Winnable game, <laughs> yes. If you're if you're counting it as a win then you don't like dis- you. no I'm saying they're going to win now in the week. If you're looking at the season, if you're looking at the schedule ahead of the season, you go like, "Oh, we're mm-hmm. Nebraska. That's a win. That's a win. That's a win." It's not a thing anymore. That's not a thing for Nebraska anymore, okay? But if you look at it and say, "Hey, that's a winnable game." That's reasonable because that's a yeah. game you are capable of winning. Michigan was not a winnable game.
1: That's not true. If you ask some dumbass college football fans, you're like any game's possible and says, Shut up. Yeah, yeah, that's shut up. That's stupid. I've been yeah. saying be that, nice. I've been
0: saying that for twenty three games in a row that Nebraska's faced a ranked opponent
4: and we've yeah. lost every single one. It's gonna happen. I it's sweat, it's like, gonna happen. Driving not to Lincoln on Saturday, eight. like as we were going there, Kyle and I were talking about this. You know, I, at that point it was uh twenty two ranked opponents in a row. That we had lost to. And as Kyle was talking about it, I was just staring at a steering wheel because I wanted to make sure he wasn't going to drive me into a wall. <laughs> yeah, you get right in the- <laughs> he seemed so sad talking about it. And I think, obviously, we both knew what we were you know, walking into for that game, but
2: I was so terrified for my life yeah, for a I couple mean, of minutes. Like, I understand that that's a really bad stat, but also Nebraska's been the worst team in like most of those 23 games. Yo, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the, like, it's not about, oh, they can't beat a ranked team. It's, they're not good enough to be in the neighborhood where they should be beating ranked teams. This isn't one of those situations where, like, you know, every once in a while there's those stats where a good team is like, oh, they haven't beat a ranked team in X amount of years. It's really weird because they're pretty solid the rest of the time. That's not what's happening here. Nebraska's just bad. Their record against everybody is bad. mm -hmm. Isn't that kind of the
0: rule thing? Like, he doesn't beat any ranked teams. Well, yeah, because most of the time when he played a ranked team, his team was a lot worse because they were in a year one or year two. Yeah, exactly.
2: Like, 70% of his years, they weren't good yet. Right. Right? So you can make it look like whatever you want. They were basically a field goal against Oklahoma away from playing in a college football playoff. So I'll take that. Right. Like that's, I'm good with that. Um, But no, I, I mean, like it's, it's totally fair to say it's a winnable game. To say it is a for sure win is not fair. Nebraska doesn't have any of those anymore. Those don't exist for Nebraska in their current state of the program. But you said I said they're going to win this week. So you but well he's doing a week by week. Said, he's doing okay. a week by week. I'm doing week a week by week. I'm not, not going in at the beginning. Yeah, I'm not right, going at the beginning okay, of the season okay. and saying like, oh, that's a they're definitely going to win there. They're definitely going to win there. Yeah, in the moment, and honestly, I'm basing this a lot. Like, I don't think there's any way rule says you're going to find out about us this week. Unless you, unless he knows what he's getting out of his team. Just catch me I, outside. That is another thing I actually wanted to bring up earlier in this episode.
4: How do you feel about Matt Rule pushing his chips to the middle of the table, going all in on this game, saying you're going to find out what we are about, what I'm
2: about in this game? How do you feel about that? I love it because it's a, how I felt anyway. Because I, I just appreciate that he wasn't afraid of verbalizing it. Because everybody knows, like, hey – yeah, you were going to get beat by Michigan. Now, the degree to which you got beat by Michigan was up for debate, but it was somewhere between sort of ugly and very ugly, and we landed on very ugly, right? Sure. Like, those were the only options. Yeah. Um, and so everybody knew how that was going to go. So you've got a short week against a winnable game and on the road against a Big Ten West opponent. Like, everybody knows this is where you find out what Nebraska's made of. So I love the fact that he's are not afraid to say it out loud. Because so many coaches are like, oh, well, you know, it's a long season and we've got a lot of developing to do. And, you know, we we got some guys banged up, so I don't want to put it, you know, whatever, all this coach-peak nonsense. He's just like, hey, you're going to find out on Friday.
0: And here's the thing, too. For good or bad, you're like, going to find out on Friday. Like, yeah. this is going to be one of those sound bites that's either yeah. played forever for good or for bad. Yeah. And But he he added the caveat of this isn't this isn't necessarily about winning or losing. It's how you come out. Do you come out
2: with your hair on fire? So, and I agree for that point, like if they come out ready to play and ready to execute, and for whatever reason there is a hair up Illinois' ass and they execute and play their best game of the season and Nebraska loses, I can live with that, which they probably will. If Nebraska plays well and, and for some reason doesn't win, I can live with that. Yeah. If they come out flat and aren't ready to play against Illinois, that's what I don't think is going to happen because he said that. I don't think there's any chance that happens. And, I think it's a very low chance that if Nebraska actually plays well, that Illinois can beat them. Do you fear that Matt Rule might have made this
4: personal? Hmm. <sighs> For Burt? You think Burt
0: put that up on the, the locker room? Yeah. No. That he put, you're going to find out what we're made of, you're going to find out on Friday what I'm mm-hmm. made of. You, I bet you he did. Maybe, but he's
2: Look not even he talking did. about Illinois. He's
1: not talking about Illinois. He's not talking yeah, about true. Illinois at all. Yeah, but here's the thing: now, that's you a, could twist it. You but could did that really it.
2: talk about Colorado? No, he at all? super didn't. Like that's why I what? hate all of this nonsense. <laughs> oh yeah, about, it's really dumb. About oh, I've got a chip on my shoulder and like oh, I'm I'm built different and all this bullshit. <sighs> like I hate all of it because it's all made up. Like nobody's actually sliding anyone. No, because everybody's so PR conscious now. Which you know they whatever I don't care, but. No one actually says anything that you could take personally. No. And it's Matt, all made up nonsense. Matt Rule genuinely, like, I'm going to say genuinely a lot here, seems like a very
4: genuine guy. Like, he he's out here. He's just trying to coach the best team he can, get the most out of his guys that he yeah. can. Like, he he's not said anything offensive.
2: No. And honestly, this is probably the most, it's not offensive, but the most kind of out there statement he's made is like, you'll find out on Friday. That's the the like yeah. craziest thing he said Buck so around far.
1: and Fred find out, Fred. That's not true. He went on the the fifty yard line in Colorado and disrespected. Yeah, I, he, I heard he...
2: that he pulled out his pants and took a shit on the Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Is that true?
1: No, I think that was just their logo. Is it that, was
2: like really grainy video, but no. Yeah, like, <laughs> hey, is, is that it, a shit? <laughs> there, there, was piss on his <laughs> ass. <do-do-ass? laughs> there was piss
4: on the sideline, but it came from the
2: Colorado fans.
1: Yeah, yeah. From from water balloons. Yeah. Okay, I think we're at a good point where we can maybe just go around the table. Let's give our score predictions for for uh, Friday. Sorry, I was going to say Saturday. Yeah. Hmm. J- I don't want to go. J- I heard. don't want to. Let Robbie kick it off because he's confident. I don't want to. Do he's confident that ah. Nebraska's going to win on Friday. <sighs> Nebraska wins... And remember this, because you got to say this on the radio later this week, right? I can change it
2: later. Um, <laughs> We're is, just gonna respond to you in mass in tweets. This is yeah. Monday. There's, remember? I mean, you guys only have ten thousand TikTok followers. How big can you be? Right.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's how we get to ten <laughs> is by calling your ass out, Robbie. That is hurtful, <laughs> but so
2: fair. <sighs> um, no, uh, I really hope you guys get your ten thousand followers. Uh, everybody, go follow no block, no rock on TikTok. Um, No, I'm going to go Nebraska wins 23-13. Which way do we want to go here?
4: Connor, you go. All right. So, Ravi, you and I are actually pretty close. I'm going to for the third time this season. Oh, my God. What's he doing? The same prediction. Nebraska Uh, 31, (laughs) Illinois 14. 31-14.
2: God, if if Nebraska scores 31, the entire state's going to need a change of shorts. Yeah, if if we win a game, I'm changing my shorts. (laughs) Well, that's just because the weather's changing. Yeah, that's it. You're going (laughs) to jeans. Robbie winked at
1: me when he said that. Sticky sticky jeans. (laughs) KB, what you got? KB,
0: oh boy! In every loss this year, the opponent has scored over 30 points on Illinois, and that is not something that I think Nebraska is capable of at this moment. Come on. I'm going to say, boy, it's going to be a close one. Boy, I think it's going to be like 24-21. Yeah.
4: Do I do it? Do it. What's hmm? your guts. Do it.
0: I'm going to say Illinois.
4: Oh, 24, no.
0: 24-21 Illinois. I just can't bet against Burt. I what can't do hater. it. What a hater. I know. I can't do it. I slashed
4: a, his tires before he I came out. I thought this was a him, Nebraska right? podcast. No, this is a <laughs> realistic This is definitely a Nebraska podcast. Yeah. We watch every game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey. Unfortunately. I will point out without blinders on. <laughs> I will point out every time I've called thirty one fourteen, I've been pretty goddamn close. I have like a an average like loss margin of like
1: three combined points per game. Okay. He's said, so he should, he okay. Said, I, I don't, don't, don't know. Yeah. yeah, I I don't like I said I at, SMD. And we went back in time a little bit ago and I talked about how I thought Illinois would win this game. And I thought Illinois was gonna be like I thought Illinois would like maybe contend for the West. And they probably still can, <laughs> but, they're, but they're not going no, to No, they're not going to. Probably not. With that being said, I, I've been a champagne. I know like the mental makeup of this team is still Soft. So <laughs> I just think Soft. something's going to happen on special teams. And I think Nebraska's going to lose this game 17
2: to 16. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another close loss, though. Linning. It's, it's adorable. You think Nebraska is going to make three field goals? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a yeah. miss PAT. Because Timmy,
4: Timmy's gone, baby.
2: That's Timmy. a miss PAT. Oh, fair enough.
1: Or, or two tuddies and a safety. Timmy. I don't know how we're going to get there, but 17 16. Two. 2 point conversions. There you go. I remember
0: Nebraska going to Champaign in 2015. That final was 14 to 13. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the exact same thing. 14 to 13. Same winning team. I think Illinois is going to beat Nebraska.
2: What a bunch of losers. God, you know? yeah. The only- yeah.
0: And like I'm not smiling cuz I'm happy. I'm smiling because I'm like inside, it's a coping. I'm, you're dying. I'm inside. hiding. <laughs> yeah,
2: Ravi, I am dying inside. I think let's make Next. a bet. Let's make a bet. Yeah, I'll Next. make a bet. Yeah, Nebraska winning this game. I'll make a bet, dude. Okay. What are the what are the what are
0: the terms? What, what are, are the, the stakes? stakes? Yeah. What Sheet. are the stakes here? I mean, is it is it
1: monetary? No. I don't we ain't money. got no
0: money. We don't gamble. We don't have ten thousand TikTok followers. <laughs> But The shit. That- <laughs> <laughs> Yet. <laughs> Yet.
1: Soon. Soon, I don't
2: come on. What, do you, what do you guys like? What's your favorite? uh Like, do you have like a, a favorite liquor that you like? Like, what, what do you, what do we got? I'm a Jameson oh. guy. Oh, we can. So like, we're we're gonna need odds on this, Robbie. Well, like
0: Jameson, we, we get
4: they got three of them to the two oh, of them. Yeah. Look at him.
0: Look at him, Jameson. you have seen her on Jameson.
2: I offer you a bottle, and you go Jameson. Well, what do you want me to hey.
0: say? Uh, freaking uh, that was Ev- Evan,
2: Proper Twelve. You already well. No, listen, <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I'll buy you Proper
0: Twelve. <laughs> proper I, Twelve. <laughs> See, I'm not one of those guys who's like, "Give me a 50-year." Shut up! I don't need that shit.
2: Just give me, just give me a Jameson <laughs> said, and, uh, and ginger ale. I'm good, baby. Okay, so what do you want the odds to be? <laughs> well, they got three of them, the two of us, right? Okay, so so
4: we we need some. We need like... that if, you guys like, can
1: just like make out, eat pizza, and we drink need like together. 50% juice on this. You guys is what yeah. you're saying. You
4: guys, Keith, now Keith. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm saying you you two freaking sunshine pumpers can Keith.
4: Yeah. <laughs> It's giant bumpers. <laughs> How about this? We'll throw it out to uh, one of our sponsors that I don't know that we've talked about yet. Heard at Sports Bar, who provides the food for our guests and for us every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if Ravi and I win, mm-hmm. yep. you buy us dinner and drinks at Heard at Sports Bar.
1: Okay. 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 If
4: you win, oh God. we buy you guys a couple appetizers and some drinks. Oh, God, you're you're that fucking cheap. Just buy us the
1: meal. (laughs) Just
0: buy us the meal. No, no, no. You own a brewery, motherfucker. You have more guys
1: on your side. Oh, boo. You have more guys on your side. You think we're going to pay for it? The podcast will pay for it.
4: (laughs) So then why... The podcast is paying either way then,
1: because I'm on the podcast too. No, Ravi's paying. <laughs> I'm not paying oh. for shit.
2: <laughs> you get the you get the Ravi discount though. Right. Yeah. Free ninety nine. How is this? <laughs> I was say if if what? we lose, I'll use my discount and the podcast can use the funds. Oh, I was gonna say, how about this? Whoever loses
4: gets put on the NBNR social media. All platforms. Oh. All platforms. And Ravi's mm-hmm. they get put up. With a big tag underneath that just says loser.
1: Fucking. That, I mean, loser. That'll work. I'm down. I'll take that. Down. I'll take that. Dude, that's a win. Seriously, like, it's a win for me because if Nebraska wins, I'm happy. And I don't give yeah. a fuck if I'm a loser. <laughs> yeah. Because I won. Right. Hey, Robbie, I'll
4: have those graphics made of them tonight. Yeah, no, let's worry. do it. All let's right, that's good. That'll then, work.
1: Yeah, I bet Kyle does a better job with the graphics. Dude, just because I still watch Robbie's going to be floating on a unicorn. <laughs> 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 Loser. Fucking. He's gonna be riding Bert Bielema
2: Yeah. <laughs> Loser. We, as we long put- as Bert Bielama's not riding me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we got to put turntables. I don't
2: have, I don't have that kind of weight clearance on me. That man is big. That's a big man. He's a big boy. He's That's thick big- with three C's. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, what
0: were time. you gonna
4: what were you gonna say? You're gonna say something. Oh, I was gonna say if we're gonna put losers up, we got to put winner up too. Yeah, like so you got to put me and Ravi with winner underneath. And and it'll be us three in an
0: action hero movie. (laughs) You two laying in the bed with pizza. (laughs) Winners.
4: Winners. With your corn nuggets. Not you a big picture of me laying in my bed, feet crossed, not <laughs> a big hands
2: under my chin. Not a big corn nugget guy, but sure. <laughs> All right.
4: <laughs> giving each other a, a reach
0: around.
2: Yeah, no a peach,
1: peach around. No, around. no a
0: Jesus. reach. Around. Mervin,
1: no. one of the uh, one of our uh, listeners said thirty one fourteen Huskers. Hey whoever that, who said that? March Mervin. 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 Merv. 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 Mervin. Hey Merv, Merv.
4: you're my dog. Thirty one fourteen.
0: All right, yeah, as Mervin. the
4: good Lord intended.
0: <laughs> yeah, Mervin, they're definitely going to score thirty plus. Good job.
4: Every loss Illinois has taken this season, thirty plus points. I
1: hope that happens. I, Same. I'll gladly, I'll gladly change my profile picture to me saying I'm a loser. I don't care. I would love Nebraska to win. I don't, I don't care what my. I have like two hundred <laughs> followers on Twitter. Do you think I give a flying? No, we're gonna put you a on the flying Burt. <laughs>
0: yeah, a flying Burt. huh? I have always wanted to fly on Burt Bielema, though. Yeah, looks
2: fun. I don't know how much you'd have to get some velocity to get that weight off the ground. Yeah, yeah. he could do it.
4: Okay, seven forty sevens get off Bert. It's got to be close.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give him. He can do a running start. Yeah. Give him a long, How's a long it? runway. How was that? Give like him a, a bur- plane. Give him a burrito, and, and <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's like the carrot stick. Yeah. Oh. Okay, I meant the gas from the propulsion would get him off. Oh. Oh. Yeah, hey, yeah. yeah. Either one works. <laughs>
0: All right, well, Ravi, this is where we throw it over to you. You tell our faithful and loyal listeners where they can find you, if they want them to find you, where they can, where they can
2: listen to you. Sure.
0: Any, like, merch that you're selling? I, I don't, don't know.
2: I don't have any merch. Uh, you can listen to me every weekday morning on AM 590 uh, ESPN Omaha or Heard At Sports, all their channels, uh, The Damon Benning Show with Ravi Lula, or you can find me on Twitter at r a lula that's l u l l a um that's about it that's where i'm at all right man well you can follow me on instagram too if you really want to i don't really post normal like i don't post sports content on there but if you want to scroll back like two years and find when i was jacked you can do that but yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Hey, who says, who says you're not Jack now? I'm not anymore. Dude, it's it's he got He's off like the me. fucking steroids. No, he got I, on yeah. juice. Juice him up. My eyeball started bleeding, and they're like, "You can't lift anymore." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> oh, that's that's a good reason." <laughs> like, dude, fair stuff. enough. No, they were. I was like, "Hey, your your retinas are going to keep falling off. Don't do that anymore." I was like, <laughs> yeah. "Okay,
0: falling off. That's That's, right, that's man, a good I've reason." I've heard
2: that now. happen. Um. Okay. Well,
0: again, thank you so much for coming on. Were NBR. we going to punt,
2: pass, and kick this thing? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Shoot. Come yes.
0: On. Let's
1: let's yeah. Just skip it. We have to wrap right. up with that. Yes.
4: Yeah. Okay. okay. So we're we're gonna set the set. We uh, initially had talked about 120 yards total. We have reduced that because uh, I <laughs> know suck. for all of our followers that have seen us or met us in person, you know we are the most athletic guys in the world. Obviously. However, <laughs> um, we have reduced this yardage to 100. Combined between a punt, a pass, and kicking and making, but we get three attempts to make goal. the kick, right? But we get three attempts to make a field goal off a tee. Do and you... we get a month to prep. Yes, we'll give a month to prep.
1: Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. We're gonna start with, blow with Ravi. My shoulder out,
4: Ravi, with a punt, a pass, and making a PAT with three attempts. Yeah. Do you think you get that done at 100 yards? I can do 100 yards. Yeah.
2: You think so? Absolutely. Yeah. The the pass will carry the weight on that one. Not yeah. the punt. No, I have I I have a pretty good arm. I, I see that. Yeah. yeah it's because when lifting. he was
1: jacked, that was yeah. just projecting no, in the I've, right I've, arm.
2: You know, when I, I played baseball when I was younger, I I, I, I have a pretty good arm. Yeah. You a pitcher? Yeah, I was, I was a pitcher. Like, re- as of, like, relatively recently, I got throw a ball 50 yards in the air still. Like, within the last, like, three years. So, I can I can get there. I'll be okay. Jaron, Just
0: to keep expectations low. Hell no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, when I, when I do do it. Yay. Yeah, I didn't think I could do it. You said doo doo. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> I said doo doo ass like three times today.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's like my favorite. Well, thing. you're a teacher. You have to. Yeah. This is where I this is where I get it all out. <laughs> I meant to the students just saying, you doo doo no, ass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Instead of that, I just say dingus. That kind of fills in the you know.
2: That's why that's, I didn't become a teacher is because I would have been swearing at the children oh, all yeah. day. I would have been a terrible teacher. That's
0: how it works. I can't tell you how many times today I've just (laughs) taken a deep breath. And in my head, I said, none of this means anything. Yeah, (laughs) None of this shit. Which is exactly what we want to hear out of our educators.
2: Exactly.
0: (laughs) Sorry, I know Damon would be very, very disappointed to hear that. But that is my mindset every day. Yeah. Just get through it. It's just a paycheck. Just get through it. I'm gonna yeah. one day we're all gonna die and none of this shit means anything. Not so. a good paycheck because I'm a teacher, but it's, yeah, a it's a paycheck. It's a paycheck.
1: All right, Mike, what do you got? Uh okay. I don't think I can make a field goal, but I'm still gonna st- – I'm gonna still bet on myself. Yeah, because I it's a hundred yards and I got three tries, so shit, I could. Probably still miss, but we're going to try.
2: Yeah. With a with a T, I think, helps you get it off in the air. Yeah. That's the big key. Yeah, okay, with a T, yeah. Like, off yeah. the ground. If That's I'm, what if
1: I'm worried about we, is getting it up. If you're ho- – I mean, yeah, trust, trust me. You me you yeah, know, we've yeah. heard that. For a lot of Your Low age. T. Um,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, he's got a kid on the way. He's, he's doing good. No, they're, they're, he's, they're <laughs> fast swimmers, guys. I looked <laughs> at her, and we got a number two on the way. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no problem in that department. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and to be clear, we're we're counting roll
2: on punt, right? Yes. we yes. are counting roll on punt, but pass in the air. Yeah, yeah pass has to be when it touches the ground, yes. it's pass done. in the air. But roll on punt, and then the pat, which are we going twenty yard pat? I assume the college pat. No, it, whatever no, you no, want. Oh, no, you can carry it from wherever. You, yeah. No, it, if you think you, got saying, a leg, you can make a fifty, go for it. it. It's from where, whatever yardage you got left. Okay. That's yeah. where you got to kick. Oh, from. Sure,
1: and sure. Is sure. it the yeah, back okay. of the end zone? What's that? So like you said, a hundred yards. You
4: would right? have to
0: go if you if you were to go as close as you possibly could to the It'd goal. Still be like twenty. It something. would it would still be
2: like it would be a minimum of eleven yards. Exactly. The yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I think with a month of preparation, absolutely, hundred yeah, percent, I could I sure. could do that. Yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. And as a matter of fact, we already <laughs> talked about it. Hundo. We're oh. going to do it, Hundo. and I'm going to show everybody. I'm
2: going to oh, show yeah.
1: everybody all the doubters. We're going to have the can NBNR
2: it? Steroid Olympics. Yep, I'm in. Presented by Olympic Mail. If we
1: don't do it, we're going <laughs> to juice up and do it again the next year.
2: Yeah, we're just going to juice every year until we can do it. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, for for those of you that are wondering, uh,
4: we have talked about the NBNR track meet a lot.
1: You okay, let's slot. let's change this. No, hey, oh, Ravi. Oh, I haven't an even yeah. answered yet. Ravi, do you think you could beat Connor in a race?
2: You're Connor, right? I'm yeah. Connor. Okay. Connor. Um, me, how, what what length of race? Forty. Ooh.
4: See,
0: he's thinking really
2: hard about this. Probably not. Okay.
4: That's hey. the first person that has the first now. win. The okay. Humble. You get
2: me under twenty. I'm pretty good in just like real short like bursts. You get me over twenty. I'm I'm not a I am i am not do not run a lot these days.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so to be fair, you uh, do you know Marissa Voss?
2: Ye, I'm familiar with her. I'm not. We don't know each other well. She, she works for her dad. Yeah. Um,
4: ran. I, I believe she ran from Mankato State.
2: She, yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. She smoked you.
4: In, n- by a half second. Smoking that Connor she pack. She ran track. R.I.P. Bozo. She, she ran at bozo. Mankato State. Yeah. And we ran a 40 while we were in Minnesota. And I want to be clear. This is after our live show. I am bare minimum six beers deep at this point.
2: Only beat me by a That's half step. That's just carbo loading, man. I don't know what you're complaining about.
1: That's no. building up energy, yeah. bro. Is it? I yeah. saw Michael, Is I saw it? Michael Scott drink eat a whole <laughs> thing of pasta before he ran. What? Fettuccine Alfredo, baby. <laughs> the, the nicest compliment I've ever been given in my life
4: was after Voss beat me, and I, I got clowned. Absolutely. Jared actually has the video of it. Um was she looked at me and she said, You're faster than I thought you were. And I lost, and it still felt so good. It was the best loss I've ever taken. He looked like a drunk gazelle. <laughs> His legs were, like, kicking out to the side. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, mother. This now, fucking
0: Slenderman-looking <laughs> ass boy. Now, imagine if I was
4: running no, sober. tall. <laughs> yeah. All right, so on this pump pass kick, I'm going to say, oh, um, I bet, at its maximum, I'm tossing a ball 30 yards. Maximum. Like I, I know my physical limitations. Yeah. My punts, however, with a roll, no, this is insane. With, with a, a roll, roll
2: with a roll. there's no way. With a roll, I bet I can get 50. I bet I can get 50. That's an absurd number. With a roll, I'm putting that thing 30 through the air minimum. I'm doing like, I think I can do like a 40, 30, 30. That's I, my goal. I or bet, like a 40, 40, 20. I bet through the air, I can put that ball 30. Yeah. And then if I get a good bounce,
4: mm-hmm. I get a 20-yard roll.
2: That's 50. 20-yard roll? I don't, think you're, I don't think you're appreciating how rare a 20-yard roll is. Hey, I was a JV yeah, punter in high school.
0: Whenever that happens in a game, it's like, whoa. Yeah, it's like, oh, dear God. Jesus.
4: Hey, I was a JV punter. You guys need to respect that. I don't um, feel like I do. No, nobody does. <laughs> no. Um, but <laughs> that does leave me. So I'm at 80 yards. I'm at 20-yard line. We had 17. That's a 37-yard field goal with three attempts. Not a shot in hell. Not a shot in how <laughs> am I hitting that. Okay. Hey, Even with the month of prep, it ain't happening.
1: Ravi, are you on a time constraint? Are you, re- are, you are you ready to leave?
2: No, we're okay.
1: Okay. Because we have, we have uh, I don't know how to totally pronounce his last name, but we do have an, an Illinois guest that is joining us mm-hmm. who is actually in the chat right now. Okay. Figured we just loop him in and go take three steps back to Illinois and let's just, do uh, you guys want to take a quick dive into that? Hit, got that, hit that for about 20 minutes and wrap up? Yep. Okay. We're going to introduce him in here. There we go. Let me change hey, that. So before, before we
0: introduce him, I do just want to say to someone on TikTok, they said, um, oops, watch your <laughs> computer. Damn it. Jesus. <laughs> Is this just a super low-key Husker Bash podcast? And so I responded to him. I said, "If you can't, if you can't handle the fact that we recognize Nebraska sucks right now, we are not for you. So hopefully you guys all agree with my statement there.
4: I, all right, yeah, I, mean, sorry, I, don't know. I think it's fair to say Nebraska is mm-hmm. not
1: good right We're now. We're the chaser to your Kool-Aid, buddy. It's in the description, buddy. It's in the description. Okay.
2: Connor and I are out here saying they're winning on Friday. So that's yes, true. That is true. You know, I don't know what you guys are talking about necessarily, <laughs> but
1: okay. Hey, Mike, can you hear us? I can hear you guys loud and clear. We love that. That's that's the best answer we got all night. This is
3: going to be the battle of the movable object against the resistible force. Yes. Very resistible. Uh,
4: (laughs) (laughs) Which one is which there?
3: We don't, we don't know because as Illini fans, we were hoping like, Hey, uh, Ryan Walters at Purdue's a first year coach. Of course you got a first year coach in Nebraska. You got a first year coach up in Wisconsin if we can get two out of the three, that'd be great. But we didn't think you would be earholed and lose 44 to 19 mm, yeah. at Purdue. So all of a sudden that winning two out of three is like, we just like to
0: win one. Okay. Just one. So, so <laughs> we do want to introduce you. This is Mike Cagley. He writes perfect for IlliniGuys.com. Now you were just mentioning the fighting Illini's last game. Um, we we got to be real here. We did not watch it. What went wrong? What happened? What's going on with the with with the fighting, Berts? Wow. Well, we, we've got we've got 20, 20 minutes, minutes is <laughs>
3: enough. Yeah. Um, you know, I I think ultimately you you've got a team that the offensive line has not gelled. They've had a, a one one gentleman, Zy Chrysler, has been injured and he missed a ton of the off season comes back and he's dinged up and he just hasn't played great you got to give the the kid uh you know all the points for trying so they've had to shuffle the line around his injury and it just hasn't gelled yet Bielema doesn't Typically, at least at the beginning of his 10 years, he doesn't, you know, doesn't get a bunch of five star recruits, you know, so you're talking, he's got some big offensive linemen, but he needs the red shirt years and, you know, a year or two to let him get, get bigger, meaner, stronger. Mm -hmm. There's not a, there's, there's a lot of good young linemen there, but I don't know if they're ready to play yet. And you, you wonder if they don't put somebody in based on some of the bad offensive line blocking. Well, then, as a coach, they've got to look and say that the guy sitting on the bench may not be the answer. we got to get it done with the guys who are the starters. And he's got about seven guys on the offensive line who they have to elevate their play. And they cannot, you know, after five games, they've given up 21 sacks. And wow. Hmm. My gosh, you're gonna get your quarterback killed. Luke Galtmeyers had one bad game where he he had four interceptions against Penn State. For the most part, he's played okay. His big, his big challenge is is being fumbled. Um, you know, you're, you're fumbling the ball. And, and again, you're looking at, at I guess 20 dropback, you know, uh, sacks, but you're looking you're looking at a team that has to protect the quarterback better. And they haven't been able to run as effectively as they would like either. So if you're getting sacked when you pass and you're not getting the yardage that a Brett Bielema offense is used to from the running attack, it comes back to you You have to get the offensive line play better. And on the defensive side, the I have given up 17 first downs on penalties. Oh, so love that. It sounds like Nebraska. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. it, So this, like I said, that's where that, that statement come from to start the thing. They've got to figure out, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times there was the third down that the defense held. And then you look at the laundry on the ground and there's a yellow flag and you find out that, you know, there was a face mask illegal hand to the face a taunting after you stop you know a team and next thing you know it's first down and 10 and they have to if they could cut down on the the, the penalties that are clearly you know a referee has no choice but to call and if the offensive line played a little better this this team would see an instant rejuvenation um but there's nobody walking through the door, you know, to help out. So that means that the guys, the guys that are here are going to have to play better. And the coaches on the staff are going to have to coach better.
0: Well, they lose, I mean, arguably the best defensive coordinator probably in the country to Purdue, Ryan Walters. And they get a couple dudes drafted last year. Was it three guys from the defense? I mean, that's from an Illinois defense. I mean, before Bielema got there, I can't, Recall the last time Illinois ever churned that type of talent out on right. the defensive side.
3: Uh, probably a little bit during the Zook era, but you probably go back to um, you know guys who were recruited by John Makovic, you know Kevin Hardy, Simeon Rice in that era yeah. um, when they really were were, were dominant. And then there were a few guys off of the Zook era as well. But um, it, it was a heck of a draft year. Surprisingly, Illinois' defensive backs have been Pretty good, considering the lack of of you know experience back there. But they they do get fooled. You know you can you can get them move around the receivers before you know right before the line of scrimmage, and and you can they'll make occasional mistakes. But overall, they've played pretty well. The real killer for the Illini defense has been the mobile quarterback who moves around in the pocket, not necessarily to run for ten yards but to make a four second play into a seven or eight second play. And then it doesn't matter if Deion Sanders is is back there because it's really hard to to stay with a guy, especially college level athletes, for seven or eight seconds. And that has been that when they when they played Finn from Toledo and Daniels from Kansas It was brutal, you know, and surprisingly, if if it hadn't been for a rough game from Altmaier against Penn State with the four turnovers and then a a fifth fumble that the Illini gave up, that game was 16-7 to going into the um, fourth quarter, they would have had an opportunity or late in the third quarter, they would have had an opportunity to win that game without the turnovers. So it's the... It's the quarterback that stands in one place that they do much better against as opposed to the guys who who will use that time to set up a throw. And and they've they've really struggled against that. We're kind of happy that there's not a lot of those on the Big Ten schedule. But then again, we saw with Purdue, maybe it doesn't matter that much.
2: Yeah. Mike, yeah, that's there's, true. He <laughs> put it that way. Mike, the, yeah. the pass and run attempts this year have been essentially, I mean, I think exactly 50-50 in terms of the play calling. Now, some of those rush attempts are sacks and things like that, so it's actually more passing attempts than rushing attempts on the season for Illinois so far. If I had told you that going into the season compared to what we saw last year, where would your head have been at in terms of how things are going?
3: I would have thought we needed an exorcism. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what an excellent day for an exorcism!
3: Yeah, exactly. Get get the spirit out of uh, Coach B. Um, you know, I think ultimately this this season is is going into its sixth game, and Illinois does not really have an offensive identity right now, mm. and they need to figure out you know for an offensive line that's that's not doing as well as you hope you've got to kind of figure out what do these guys do well and what can we tailor to what they're good at and you know maybe maybe the answer is is going with two tight ends and and running the ball uh, you know the the interesting thing is is as a as a media member we've seen probably 10 runs this year you see how um how how basically we were spoiled by Chase Brown because there are at least 10 runs that mm. guys get get hooked with just, you know, maybe a one hand hitting their back foot, causing them to go down with nothing but green in front of them. And, you know, Chase Brown would have broke that for 25, 30 yards. And we're not getting those runs this year. And, and so, you know, and w- with the offensive line struggling – I think it, maybe they decide to 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 go a little bit maybe simpler and and maybe just do the old fashioned drive blocking and see if you can get a little bit of an identity going. The other thing that we found against Purdue is Caden Fagan, the true freshman, had a had a nice game, and he is a horse. And maybe you know Bielma doesn't have a problem with big running backs. He likes thunder and lightning. And if he doesn't have any lightning, maybe he just has a thunder backfield <laughs> because this, this kid showed an awful lot against Purdue and was out there, you know, hitting people and getting positive yards on a day when there wasn't a lot of positives happening.
4: So Mike, you, you talk about, you know, maybe emphasizing the Russian game coming into this Nebraska game with Nebraska, uh, obviously Blake Corum uh pretty much took Nebraska's defense to the woodshed and you know well they took had, care they, had of them.
0: A, they had a whole stable of yeah. backs that they used. <laughs> <laughs>
4: but but with a stout oh, yeah. Nebraska rushing defense, uh, you know, outside of that game, does that deter you a little bit from running that ball? Do you look to the air a little bit more or do you kind of rely on that rushing game a little bit uh after what you saw against Michigan?
3: The the interesting thing is 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 Typically, a Brett Bielma team feels like they can run on anybody. Clearly, this year, they haven't established that yet. They don't have the pleasure of 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 making that assumption. I think what Illinois needs to do is they need to look at, well, what what does the defense give us, and can we take it? Altmaier has been uh, – his his statistics aren't bad when you look at a quarterback rating of 130 when you've that he's been sacked 18 times, that's probably higher than what you would expect. He's a fairly accurate guy when you keep him clean. So maybe you you take a look like you know, you're going to run the quick slant patterns, you're going to run the quick out patterns, you know, do the stuff, do the stuff that a defense will give you and see if you can build a little bit of that confidence early in the game and if it happens to be quick hitters on on offense that's great you know barry lunny jr the offensive coordinator was you know he's he's run a little bit of a, a it's a spread but it's a run oriented spread even making some small changes like going third down and one maybe putting your quarterback under center and so that you make that one-yard gain oh. an actual one-yard gain instead of a six-yard gain.
4: Um, that's yeah, that's what we're – no, my, going shotgun for the yeah, one is my, the way to go. We're not laughing no, at no, no, you. No, we're don't laughing, me, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're no, laughing at Nebraska's decision
0: No, making. We need more people to say how effing dumb that is. Please, Mike, go.
3: Please. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're well, agreeing well, with you. We
4: need
0: more. I'm, I'm a lot older
3: than you guys, but I, I tell you. <laughs> Boomer My <tank>. mind spins. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly (laughs) my mind spins when i'm like thinking back to my days of playing back in the the 80s and i'm like if we would line up in a shotgun to get a less than a yard on fourth down i think our football coach might have had a heart attack right on the side of the field you know and (laughs) as he should yeah yeah so there's some things like that that i'd like to see change but but obviously i'm not a football coach you know ultimately they've got to find a way and again you have to kind of you know have a feel for it but uh, there's no team out there outside of Georgia and Michigan and and you know a few very select defensively stout teams who can take away almost everything so so take a look at what they're giving you if if the defensive back is 7 yards off the ball take a 5 yard route get get the you know make it second and 5 if they've if they've got the middle blocked up run outside or pass the ball outside and even you know Altmyer's been under such pressure that he's also missed some reads that he should have you know you want to throw the ball where the blitz comes from there was one play where he took a loss that all he had to do was literally drop the ball to the to the wide receiver who was exactly where he was supposed to be jumping up and down and, and Altmaier just missed it because he's been running for his life the whole game. So keep the pocket a little bit cleaner would be the first step. And, and I think they've got to figure out, you know, if a guy is out there and, and he, you know, stops a, a, a Nebraska player on fourth down and five and he stops him and it's Illinois' ball, but he does a dance mm. that the referees don't like and they throw a flag, I'm one that's like, hey, that next series, you're not going to be playing because we we can't keep putting people into positions where they keep making the same decisions that hurt the team. And I think maybe a little bit more of that. And I know I'm old school and people are going to be like, yeah, you know, go to the retirement home and calm (laughs) down. But at, (laughs) at, at some point, you need to you need to have that a little more discipline than what the Illini have shown this year. And they, they didn't have quite the penalty problem last year that they had this year.
1: Is there anything going into Friday that worries you, I guess about this Nebraska team? Um, yeah, I guess I've been given, I don't know how many Nebraska games you've watched, but is there anything that Nebraska does that worries you going into Friday?
3: I tell you this. I know they haven't done anything yet, but the speed at wide receiver is a little scary. I mean, there's there's guys out there who can, if they get the ball, I'm like, uh-oh, who's going to catch them? Um, you also have, I, I think, the the ability to stop the run is 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 tough because Illinois, you know, we're used to Illinois being able to run on everybody, and that includes Michigan. And this year, they've not run on anybody. And thank God we don't play Michigan,
1: so yeah, it must be nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know,
3: the the concern is you've got to figure out a way to you've got to figure out a way to get uh, that offense out of third down and seven all the time. They've got to be more productive on first down, and they they really need to again. I'm hoping Lunny, you know, he was really good at UT uh, San Antonio. They ran, they had an incredible offense there, you know, and they didn't run, you know, they ran a lot of shorter passes and kind of dinked you down the field. Maybe mixing in some of those will do two things. One, it'll get you some short gains that are easier to get than trying to throw the 30 yard out pattern and see if you can hit that. Um, and the other thing it might do is it might loosen up uh uh, you know, you guys got that stud in the in the middle of the defensive line. You know, let's tire him out a little bit by making him run a little, you know, on a few pass plays and and see if if we can run up the middle, you know. And I think I think he's gonna be a big problem. Um, and I'm I'm blanking on his name, but Nash
1: Hutmacher. Um, Nash Hutmacher yes, or Tyler Robinson. <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a big dude in the middle. He's going to be a hard one to move out of the way. But they, they, if you can, if you can loosen up the defense a little bit, maybe you can stop the safeties from coming up and making the big hits. And I think Nebraska earlier in the year was relatively successful with with a high number of sacks early on. And I think watching a film of the Illini, I expect them to come full bore at Altmire to see if, you know, if they're going to, if the offensive line's going to miss a block, then, you know, we can pick up eight yards and and have a quarterback, you know, that that's going back to the huddle shaking his head.
0: Yeah, that 3-3-5 at the beginning of the season, you know, it seemed like, and it's not like we're down on Tony White after this game or anything like no. that. It's just like you had Cam Lenhart out there, true freshman who was looking very impressive. Um, he's been out for the past couple of games, but it just seemed like yep. the scheme that, Tony White was cooking up was really, really nifty and like confusing offenses. And it, it seems like that slipped a little bit. I don't think we've had sacks the past two games. I could yes, be wrong. That's correct. Yep. Right. Yeah. So basically since Leonard's been out. Yeah. So okay. let's just, we'll see. We'll see if that happens. You know, typically. Well, let's make but, it three then. I mean,
2: yeah. I'm, I'm good with three. <laughs> well, I was going <laughs> to no, say, Mike. get crazy, Mike. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Mike, so we have five of us here at the table. We went around. We did our predictions. Two of our guys said Nebraska win. Three of us said Illini win. What say you, sir?
3: I'm I'm not very confident, but I'm going to say Illini twenty three to <clears throat> twenty three to seventeen. But that means there's basically there's one play difference, you know, in this game. And can the Illini have the discipline to to make the key tackle without the antics that get the flag thrown? Can they sack the quarterback without grabbing somebody's face mask on the way down? That they need to avoid those type of plays because it, it looks to me when you look at Matt Rule, he's got a history of year three just you know turning into a Frankenstein. So you need to get your wins over Nebraska. Before he gets a chance to build this thing, and and that may this this is a, this is an opportunity for the Illini, and I think both these teams have their back against the wall. I think both these teams really need this win. It's going to be a very fragile group of fans all the way around okay. in Memorial Stadium, um, and and the have you know the 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 team that loses there's going to be a lot of Kleenex because I think people are going to realize that you know at two and four a season that maybe started off hopeful is really getting on shaky
0: ground. Yes, Mike. We had Matt Rule after the Michigan game come out and say, this is a find out Friday. Like You're going to see what this team's about. You're going to see what I'm about. And so they are fully aware of just how important this game is. So you're absolutely right.
3: And Illinois was the same way. Brett Bielema came out and said that yesterday was, was uh, uh, there were a lot of very, very hard and uncomfortable conversations, Mm -hmm. not only with coaches and players, but between members of the coaching staff as to their own performance. Wow.
0: And I have to, we all respect Brett Bielema at this table. We give him crap because of, you know, kind of how big he is or whatever we call him, big Bert. That's fine. Right. But we respect him as a football coach. I think we we're all, on the same page there so that does not surprise me that he he's kicking some he's swift kicking the pants as they say
4: yeah
3: yeah you know yep. he he is he is one i think you know i think he's he's a guy if you sit down and talk to him if he scratches his nose you're like somewhere he's got a schedule that says you know um 8:35 <laughs> scratch nose with right hand you know wow yes.
1: yeah. <laughs>
3: he's he's that type of guy and i think I think he probably looks in the mirror and says, "Okay, you know what can I do different or better because it's not working this season? We have to find a solution." One of the things he's really good at is he he is a guy who doesn't make excuses. So he knows that it's in the Smith center. Those players and those coaches have to elevate their game, both the coaches as coaches and the players on what they're doing on the field, and if they don't, uh, there could be hell to pay, you know. You 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 you're expected to win. And this is the toughest league in the country. And think about it. You got four sharks that are going to be dropped into the pool next year. And Mm. it's, it's not going to get easier next year. It's just going to get tougher. So you better figure it out now. All right. And now I've depressed all Illini fans and maybe half the Nebraska
4: fans.
0: Yeah. Mike's <laughs>
4: yeah. well, brother, we were already depressed. Dude, didn't it you it. us at
0: all. Salt and wound. I mean, look, you say sharks I, in the pool. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of blood in that water. So here it comes. Yes, yeah. there is. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, Mike, Mike Cagley, we appreciate your time. Um, is there anything else you guys need to want to say or ask? No, no, no. No, I think great. I I think it was pretty uh pretty swift uh you know conclusion as to what kind of Illini fans can expect. So yeah, we appreciate it, man.
3: Hey, uh one quick thing. Of course, you we have um two products at our 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 shop here. We do IlliniGuys.com. we cover Illinois, and we have uh we also do Big Sports Radio, which is on there at uh K L I N. From 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. on Saturday mornings, where we cover the whole Big Ten. So, if uh, and you can find any of our podcasts, if you if you're crazy enough to enjoy us, you can search Big Sports Radio at just about anywhere, or Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, where we have a two-hour show that's weekly in Illinois, focusing on Illinois. But if you want a Big Ten show to get you ready. Turn it on to K-L-I-N at 5 a.m. in the morning if you're up that early. Oh
2: I have a really important question before you go. Does Fat Sandwich still exist in Champagne? Does what now? Fat Sandwich? Have you not been to Fat Sandwich?
3: You know, I have not. um, I'm more of a – the problem is when I go to Champagne, I rarely get past – Papa Dells, mm, okay. <laughs> okay, incredible pizza, and then the other place—it's the most underrated place in Champagne. It's been there since I was in high school, but it's a place called Lil Porgies. L I L instead of writing the full word "little." Apparently, little the guy's an efficiency efficiency expert but Lil porgy's has the best barbecue sauce oh okay and it is amazing but i would tell you don't get the hot sauce because it, it literally will will yeah. get you sweating in the middle of the face
1: party. melter they'll pay they'll all pay <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mike
3: well, that's a good point that's a good point
1: <laughs> mike have you are you an exclusive member of the illini mug club that's got i gotta ask because i am i am not wow oh
0: <gasps> I don't even know what, what I don't know what that at. means. Which is
1: yeah, that what is that? yeah, No one, no one which, at this table has any idea. I don't. I don't remember which bar it was. I was just with some Illinois fans. You that took me there, know? and I was signed some book, and I became part of the. I had a chug of beer in so many seconds, and I became an exclusive member. So
3: you have to remember that when I went to college was significantly before any of you guys did. That place <laughs> have fair. even been in business. Awesome. He, he watched. He watched
0: Red Grange and all that.
3: My, yeah, that's what my that's what we joke about. That I'm just, we're getting old enough.
2: I'm just going to let you yeah. know, Fat Sandwich does still exist. So if you find yourself in Champagne, you just just wander on over. You'll you'll thank me. Add the mozzarella right, sticks. I'll,
3: I'll have to do that. As long as you guys head over to Porgies or Papa Dells, we'll we'll consider it a deal.
0: You got yeah, we a deal. can do that. Yeah. All right, okay. Mike. Thank you so much for coming on. No block, no rock. We appreciate your time.
3: Thank you. Thank you. You guys have a great evening. And GBR, Mike. Mike, and
0: GBR. <laughs> <laughs> all right sneak it in all right ravi what's up do you you've already plugged yourself we've already done the pump pass kick am i missing anything no it's just all right thank
1: you hey shout out sports you. bar heard out
2: sports okay. bar grill. Hey, thanks yeah. for everybody that's why i asked Not the food BNB
1: uh, maids of omaha thanks for uh, thanks for doing what you do garage in, uh, nebraska garage solutions if you uh want to get all that crap off your floor give them a call Okay.
2: Wait, did you have you say you have a maid sponsor, like a house cleaning sponsor? Yeah. 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 Oh, I I need I might have you guys BNB Maids of Omaha. Like. If you anytime you need
1: to call them, they will show up. Doesn't matter what time of day. Oh. Yeah. They that they pride themselves on like Airbnbs too. Like that's like their thing is like rental properties, like okay. getting it clean okay. and ready for the next people. So
2: yeah. Look at Shout that. Shout out BNB Maids of Omaha. That's good to know because I got that housekeeper money now. I need to Ooh. <laughs>
1: it's, it's that herd at
2: wow. That herd at change.
1: At Damon Benning money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, guys.
0: What do you say we sign off? Yeah. Yeah, It's been a long night. I'm one of your hosts, Jared
1: Hall, Mike Delaware. Kyle Byers. Connor Cadillac. Ravi Lula. As always,
0: beat Illinois
1: in GBR.
0: We have a saying, no block, no rock.
3: You know, we just really love Hunter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey.
1: Kenny Bell rants music. You know what you just... You just did. (laughs) get mad when you go get in the portal and go to another podcast?
3: You know, usually dumbbells
1: are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God it, Muhammad! GBR. A heard at Sports Network production.